Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we last had our podcast. We decided to take a little bit of a break. Uh, everyone had stuff going on. So we're back here as of the April 15, 2017 edition. Joining me for this week's podcast is Josh Torres and Adam Vitali. Welcome to you both. Hello. It's been a lively uh, two weeks. I am glad. I don't know about you, but I'm very happy that we decided to take a little break because yeah, we did. No, nothing I like that. really happened. Like the only thing I could think of that happened prior to this podcast, before I mean the events of the last week was like mm-hmm. Scorpio stuff. Like Scorpio, that was yeah, that's it's hard to build off of that because it's still yeah. a lot of like uh, there's a lot of hard respects out there, but it's. It's hard to get a, a gist of like where that's going. I'm not really we're, qualified to talk about that. Stuff. <laughs> well, we're, let's just say we're we're not experts in like anything at all. I mean, we can we can be we can be totally like you know very optimistic about it or very you know uh, uh, try to come up with like uh, theories about where Microsoft can go because even they said that they really fell flat this generation in terms of third party support because they were all going to Sony, so they want to want to change it around. But that discussion yeah, so, would have ended in like a few minutes because that's yeah, pretty much. So I mean, we're gonna have a lot more on that, I'm sure, when they announce things on E3. But it, you know, I mean, it was a quiet last week, so yeah. Generally, we were like, oh, if there's no news, it's it's all right, you know, because it's kind of like a a weird slow period where there's like a big, big, big thing going on, but not like not like this like past two months of like steady flow of like game after game nonstop. It's like it's, it's chill. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing about like, you know, even if the games have slowed down, the news hasn't. Uh, April no. seems to be the prime time, April and May, because it's usually, you know, pre-E3 or whatever, that a lot of news starts to come out on different games because, you know, publishers want to sort of make their own stand on something before it starts to get all crowded uh, around E3. Yeah, get, get the spotlight on you first. Just like get the, have the eyes of, even if it's only fair, they have the eyes of the world on you. Absolutely. A good amount of time. And it seems like from all intents and purposes, uh, a lot of more publishers and developers are starting to move outside of the E3 space and do their own thing. Because Microsoft just confirmed their uh, press conference for Sunday. And, you know, historically it's always been uh, Monday afternoon Monday. and then a few, like, Ubisoft and e- it was like EA after that, then Ubisoft and then Sony later that night. Um, yeah, Microsoft, Bethesda, and EA are all like Sunday or. That's weird. Isn't one on Saturday or something? Am I dreaming that up? Um, not. I don't think so. Maybe not. But there's there's definitely things. I think maybe EA's got like the start I, of thinking, it on Saturday and then Sunday. Is yeah, the I'm thinking like maybe there's like some sort of like Call of Duty event or something on Friday <laughs> or Saturday. Yes. Like, I know they're usually like the first ones out before everyone does it. And you're you're already confirmed for everything, aren't you, Josh? Like EA yeah, three, excuse me. Um, yeah, I haven't for, for the conferences, but no. uh, confirmed for E three. So, yeah, I know that they're yeah. starting to send out conference invites, and that's you know that's the that's how it goes. You know, I kind of like wa- like watching the the conferences online though. It's kind of like you see literally like everyone's fucking what the hell's going on in real time, and it's just like it's kind of wild. You know, it's it's the crazy thing. I I think it was what was it? Uh, EA last year. You you were at the EA conference too, right, Josh? I don't. Know I wasn't you... at the I wasn't at the EA one. I was 
I know Alex, I, maybe Aaron. I, I was there too. It was I don't okay. know if it was the EA or Bethesda. I think it was the EA where everyone um, who was watching at home didn't think there was a good reaction to a lot of the announcements. When you were there, it felt loud. It was like everyone was cheering and excited for a lot of things. So I think that there is that sort of Oh, yeah, there's that disconnect, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think that's that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, when you're there, some of that stuff gets sort of lost on you, at least when you're watching online. I mean, because you, you, yeah, you have, you're, you're in the atmosphere. Like, you're in that space that they've crafted that's, like, like for maximum impact on whatever reveal they have. Like, when Sony had, like, that whole live orchestra playing for the God of War. Oh, that was reveal. so awesome. That like, was like that's super cool fucking cool, I bet, if you were there. But, you know, if you're watching it online, a lot of that is lost on you. That's it's, like, cool, they have that music. This music sounds beautiful, but you're not actually in there experiencing it absolutely and i think that a lot of people didn't even realize there was an orchestra uh that yeah, were watching yeah. it online they just whatever they just thought it was like a backtrack or whatever uh so just wanted to mention kind of all that stuff because yeah it's it's coming up pretty quick here and um but we've also got other events that we are also sort of looking forward to i know there's still a couple like conventions coming up sakura Con is this weekend too so there's already been a couple announcements there but that's mostly yeah visual novels and stuff like that uh not until maybe anime central maybe in the beginning of may and then anime expos in early july so there's still stuff coming up and i'm excited but before we get into all the news that we want to talk about this weekend let's get into the games that we've been playing or the recent happenings because <laughs> not all of this is game related uh the recent is it ever tend to be and and, and event <laughs> so josh yes i know that you uh recently bought yourself a couple uh toys to play with to sort of play your mobile games um how's that been treating you so i a few weeks back i was kind of thinking about the this after i got my major capture card all set up i was like because it's literally like i can have like a tv inside my uh, computer now so it'll it'll work just fine but i was like i want to see if this is possible because whenever i look at you know streams and videos for like mobile games that like maybe I, i i might like a lot of it is always like through some sort of like shady Android emulator. Like a lot of those emulators are like kind of not up to par to like what would you see on the performance of like a good phone, you know? Because each emulator is kind of like bound by like a certain hardware configuration. A lot of the Android emulator ones are kind of on the lower end, uh, and there's no good iOS emulator, uh, emulator, obviously, as far as I know. Um, so I was kind of thinking about okay. I'm sure there's a way to, for this major to, you know, kind of capture that. So I kind of thought about it and I started looking through the Chromecast. And the nice thing about this is since I recently upgraded to a Pixel XL, like this will obviously play nice. Both are Google. And so I ordered a, a Chromecast along with an Ethernet adapter for it. And so I was setting that up. And then so what I actually have for that is my I pair it with my Pixel and that'll output it. And then the Ethernet adapter, it basically uh, reduces the latency of what you see in your phone versus what you see on the screen because you can uh, mirror the screen onto using the Chromecast onto your TV or whatever. Yeah. So uh, using that, the major is like sort of like the, the middleman acting as the TV. I can actually have phone games that I can play on my, obviously on my device without an emulator and have that displayed both uh, video and audio via HDMI on my PC monitor through that uh, capture card, and it's been it, it's been crazy. Like it's it's one of those things like you don't know if you're gonna it's gonna work until you actually try it. And it, <laughs> a lot of money, like, a lot of money to spend yeah, for the possibilities. Yeah, exactly. And it's always been kind of like I'm kind of that person. Like I like kind of spending money to 
trying to see what the boundaries of technology are like how far can i actually stretch this how far can i actually you know how flexible can i be on this and it's uh it works very surprisingly well like it's very smooth that the only thing obviously uh that that i'm bound to is these mobile games are designed obviously for displays on mobile phones so when you uh, have this on my screen playing uh, uh playing at like 1080 whatever frame rate they're at obviously you can see like a lot of fucking crushed pixels pixel pixelation and whatnot yeah. because you know there's just mobile games but it, it's cool having that um option to just record uh on the fly even live stream if you want just within the click of a button because all that being done through xsplit and um just it's a lot of experimentation i'm still because you know there's gonna be a good flood of like interesting mobile games that you know kind of speak to me uh coming out soon you have obviously yoko taro's sino alice around the corner um i i've been obviously have bravely default on there um i haven't touched dynasty warriors unleashed in forever i just kind of it's mm -mm. um but i i kind of want to start getting footage of the of this stuff because a lot of these you know mobile games they kind of die out within a few months depending on their success and it's kind of a shame that like some of the more decent ones just die out for whatever reason yes yeah, and like it shuts down like a dozens each year, yeah it's like yeah yeah i feel like valkyrie profile and or anatomy or whatever uh is gonna i feel like that's gonna get shut down soon like within two years yeah like that just feels dot, like that that dot hack game got shut yeah down i i, I wish I wish I was able to get this config set up before that thing shut down because I still would have liked to, you know, because there's actually like a lot of great artwork uh, in that. Um, they had a lot of great crossovers, like you know, you know, past characters from all over Dot Hack in that game for collaborations. Sure, it was like you know the greatest game, but it, it, it had something to it, and I, I hopefully that the their big lesson was from that wasn't like oh shit. There's no more room for dot .hack anymore. Oh, let's Shut go that sort out online because the um, yeah. they got that I, movie I, and it they, did well. I, I, they actually had that sort of online uh, collaboration yeah, in that Yeah, they did. Okay, that that was so, yeah. Um, so, you know, Sinnoh Alice is around the corner. You have that Simple Gear one. Yeah. That, oh, you're yeah. super excited about that, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. And there was another one that... Oh, the, the Forgotten Eden one from uh, the Chrono Trigger guy. I always forget his name. Um, apparently that is something maybe worth checking out. Uh, so maybe I'll uh, look into that whenever I'm done with, you know, almost done with Persona 5. Yeah, we, we talked about this other game that just came out, Eglia. That's not mm -hmm. a free-to-play game. It's a straight-up uh, RPG that costs mm -hmm. like $10 to buy in American, but like 1,200 yen in Japan. But it's from the people that made Mother 3 and Legend of Mana. And it's uh, got the composer that did music for chrono trigger so that sounds like an incredible game and the fact that it's not free to play means it's just like an actual effort was made yeah. to put it to a smartphone device well it's actually an not RPG. to diss like all the free to play but yeah it's <laughs> an actual rpg yeah <laughs> it's not it's not like you know the that or transactional. <laughs> it's, it's a you know it's always a weird um dynamic of like how a game is designed but it's like free to play versus like you actually have to pay to actually play the game it's, um, is, it, is it kind of bad that when I heard about that game, I was curious because, like, I wonder if I can roll for, like, a bunch of, like, really cool-looking <laughs> art. <laughs> that was yeah, the first it, thing it, I was it, thinking, it, like, oh, that, that might be kind of nice. I get some cool-looking characters. That's the unfortunate truth now on how the mobile market <sighs> has shaped us as people who like RPGs. Like, you see all these free-to-play RPGs on mobile time and time again. So when you have this oddity, 
that actually costs money. It's like, oh, the first thing that goes is like, I don't roll for shit. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's like thinking like, you know, Legend of Mana, what would that look like if it was a free-to-play game? Because like, you'd be dropping the artifacts and like you're building up your town that looks like that overworld map. And I'm a terrible person for thinking that. So I felt disgusted with myself just thinking about it. Okay, it's all right. That's where we, we all are at, disgusted yeah. inside at that, that point. How many, tell me, Josh, before we go forward, how many mm-hmm. free-to-play games do you have on your phone right now? I um, go check. Uh, let's see. I have actually five. I have Fire Emblem Heroes, which I haven't uh, like touched in months. Uh, op- uh, this is the uh, Final Fantasy Opera Omnia, which I haven't touched either. But that that's actually like higher on my list. I think that's the best mobile game out of these five. Um, Star yeah, Ocean yeah. and Amenomenesis, um, which I think that has a a Resonance of Fate crossover going right now, so yes. maybe that's actually worth <laughs> booting up. Yes, uh, it sounds totally, yeah. That's a bizarre thing to have, so you should yeah, totally try it out. Um, Bravely Default Fairies Effect, which is, I, I don't know if I'm really into the... It's the, the gameplay of it is just so fucking boring. It's very passive, like, it's like, do you have the right weapons? Cool, then watch it auto-attack, and then once you have, like, gauge to, like, do your special attack, use that, and just kind of... It's kind of, I don't know. I don't really like it that much. And of course, Dynasty Warriors Unleashed, and we already talked about our misgivings on that, so I don't know why it's still on here, but um, I don't know. I think it's Maybe. because it gives you like a bunch of free rolls every day, and that's like the only Maybe. I'm like, oh, cool, I can do the squirrel, I can do the chest, I can do the chest. Do the yeah. Uh, it's, and it's awful. The worst thing about Dynasty Warriors Unleashed, I, we didn't talk about this before, is that every time uh, there's a new day and there's like a new uh, thing, uh, a daily thing sent to your inbox, the notification that you get makes it sound like the greatest thing as of like oh you really need to check out your inbox something amazing has been sent to you like literally like look those oh, types man. of words something amazing has been sent to your inbox and like stuff like that really pisses me off it's like no yeah, it's that, the, the normal thing you send everybody so that is the word yeah that, that game like is very um trigger happy on its pop-in notifications like you know the notifications that, like send on like your your rest uh screen it's just yeah. like it's always there it's like all right Man, none of these other fucking games are just like, hey, we got something cool. It's like, no, it's this fucking game. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I think I've and I think I've given up on Fire Emblem Heroes just because they gave out the twenty feet orbs recently, and I tried to roll it and I got all bronze, like I, all, the, all three stars. And I was like, you know what? If I'm not gonna have any chance at all to get a, a five star at all, because my luck is so terrible that it just made me feel bad. Uh, and I just I, I just I don't even play the game normally anymore. It's just I'm yeah. rolling. That's all I do. It's it's very content dry after you like you unlock nightmare like you yeah. have PVP and that's about I've the, done it all so out. I'm good yeah. <laughs> I, I already finished it like that's that's yeah so that that's just the weird thing about these types of games like once you're done with like the actual single player content like the story whatever's up to that point like they, they very few of these games can really nail like a sort of staying power of like why you have to like keep on playing it seems like grab blue does a great job at doing that but yes. like at the cost of your own soul so that's kind of <laughs> I, I i've been enjoying it uh just because <laughs> all the story stuff is free there's no stamina cost for watching the story stuff and they've got a really fun comic that's like 786 uh issues in that i've been reading a lot of that because it's uh, a lot of like really it's actually it's very funny <laughs> i'm surprised mm-hmm. how great the manga comics are in the actual cool games yeah, it's, yeah. it's legitimately like really entertaining um and a lot of like dumb puns and stuff like that that translates very well to english so uh <laughs> i'm totally getting into that oh by the way we didn't get to talk about this because of the right. gap and podcast how do you feel about the sin no alice the gameplay reveal that was like a few seconds I, it it looks okay i think uh it 
looks a little reminiscent of Grand Blue, and I actually don't know how Grand Blue plays now that I think about it. I know more about people posting other characters more than I actually know how it plays. I've seen screens, I'm just like, I have no idea how this works. I mean, but I, can, I, think, I can tell you, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it, does it does it look like Grand Blue to you, like the way it moves? Uh, not necessarily, because the way Grand Blue works is that you it's like a class-based system, and so like you get you get to summon new characters by rolling for them or whatever, and then... Uh, it's all turn-based, and so like every round you've got to, you can either use your all your magical abilities, which doesn't take a turn up. You just use them right on the spot, uh, but they all have cooldowns. And then you can either attack or use your summon. Um, sorry, I, I said something before. Like you get characters to add to your party, but you're the only like your protagonist is the only constant character in the entire game. The rest okay. you can just play around with, but you can actually get actual summons like Bahamut or anyone uh, to use uh, to deal higher damage. But it's that game. Um, it's, it sort of reminds me because of the fact that they talked about that it's it's you're leveling weapons, uh, so it kind of reminded me of well, Dragon Guard totally has that as well, where you level up your weapons, uh, and and Nier I think kind of does that too, mm-hmm. uh, but it kind of reminded me of a cross between maybe a little bit of like um, Record Keeper and then also. Uh, possibly that bravely default game i I heard comparisons people were comparing it to bravely default more than they were uh-huh. uh um grand blue so i kind of i kind of hope that it's not exactly like bravely no. default it's a bit more involved because Wait, bravely who... default's combat is is the the fairies effect mobile game is kind of very very stale the, the developer though isn't the developer the one who did that bravely default game if i'm not mistaken uh poke labo uh i don't think they i don't think poke labo did um bravely default I, I know they're doing Simple Gear, but I actually don't know what else they, they've worked on. I know they're, they've been a prominent developer in that uh, mobile scene. Um, I know but I think, the, uh, I think the Sinnoh Alice gameplay is... I, I hope it's... It's hard to tell, to be honest. I think the big takeaway was like there's going to be a lot of... The gacha in that game is going to be weapons, and all those weapons have weapon stories, and that's fucking cool. Um and you know, just your standard like all the characters you see, you'll meet, you'll have them in your party, and then you're kind of rolling for their weapons, and they'll have co-op attacks. Yeah, I think. Uh, and I, oh, sorry, I just want to mention that it's a it's a grease spin up. I don't think that they've really made many games recently. Yeah, they got that Symphony Gear. They have like an AKB48 game, but that's about it. So yeah, so it's it's hard to tell with them then. No, yeah, I don't know nothing compared to. But yeah, I could totally see it. But then it might just be people play too many mobages, and then they just compare it to what they've seen before. And I mean, that's, 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 that's one, another thing. one of it's those. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like action RPGs that get compared to Dark Souls all the time. It's like it's a fucking Souls like. It's yeah. like well. I mean, I can understand, like, you know, why people say it's the easiest point of comparison immediately right there that everyone will fucking get. Yeah. Even if that might be, like, not the case. Yeah, I mean, then again, like, developers themselves sometimes compare their game to Dark Souls, so it's like it's not always our fault. So, yeah. uh, like, Neo. So, it's aside from. <laughs> yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, aside from all the streaming stuff you've been doing, it's been more Persona 5 than I saw you trying to it's... take on the hard mode or the whatever the difficulty. Yeah, my. This is going to be the second time I'm going through it. The first time was my Japanese playthrough, so I kind of have a, a good footing of where everything is. Um, I'm, my playthrough is a little bit more intense than most because I'm doing like a, a fresh new uh, hard mode playthrough, which is already tough in itself in the first few hours, but uh, along with a 100% confidant or social link run, which is you have to start knowing what you're, what things are available to you at any given time to kind of uh, optimize you know, your stat gains and uh, ranks through them. Um, it's still a very, very impressive game. Um, the the localization of it is 
it's a bit iffy at times, especially at the early game. It kind of smoothens out maybe a little bit like uh, after the halfway point, but there's still kind of misses here and there. I, it's workable for the most part. I, I do wish that, you know, it got a, a, another editing pass. But, you know, it's a, it's a massive game. It's uh, it, it's a really, really, like, big improvement over Persona 3 and 4 in terms of, like, uh, concepts, uh, the way they kind of contextualize every single system in that game and uh, feeding into its, like, heist theme. Um, yeah. And it, it's just... Uh, and, and the English voice cast is really good. Like outside, outside of like you know having to speak lines that are kind of, uh, kind of like a hot mess, like just because they, the way they translate it, some of them are just like, like, mistranslated, plus kind of integrating Japanese um, like sentence structure over to English, it kind of has a lot of uh, odd, weird English sentences. So like a lot of things that you really wouldn't say in English, like because it's so, it's so detail oriented and literal. But it's it's not it's not like every line, but there's still a good amount of that shift that I I, I do wish had another editing pass. But the, yeah. the the voice performance is is quite stellar. They did a, they did a really good job, you know, finding the right voices for these amazing characters. Um, I'm a little over eighty five hours in right now, yes. and the English version it's kind of consumed by life and for better or worse. But hopefully, I can have it done by hopefully the end of this weekend. Um, and I, I hope that whatever Persona Six is, whatever that looks like, I hope they they don't completely abandon all the things they tried to do in this, but go in a different direction. I think I still think the the biggest limiting thing uh, for the Persona series, for better or worse, because it's been in, uh, obviously almost every game, uh, it's just like that high school theme. And yeah. you know, I, I think Eternal Punishment is one of my favorite uh, entries in that because it kind of um, broke out of that. Like it kind of, obviously it was continuing what Innocent Sin started. Innocent Sin was before, you know, it was very, it was school oriented. Like they were still high school students, but you weren't bound to the school uh, as much as like in Persona 3 and 4. So I, I kind of am interested to see how they evolve this concept and hopefully kind of spread their wings a little. Like don't let, don't let like the high school aspect of it like tie you down so much on what you have to do on a daily basis so what you want is an open world persona game with the high school oh, as that, a pub that'd actually be pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. oh, i don't even sure, can't sure. even imagine what that would look like actually i like there's nothing to compare to really yeah it's kind of it's caligula obviously come on now <laughs> oh is that now or so high school whatever that game was that they put out i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, this, still, I mean, uh, just more places to visit would be probably the only thing I could think of as far like a, because as long as they remove the limiting factor of the PlayStation Three, because obviously this wasn't originally yeah. made for the PS for the PS Four, it was a PS Three game, and then uh, uh, also released. So um, as far as like going straight Persona Four, at the, excuse me, <laughs> a straight PlayStation Four, I'd be excited to see that. I don't know, maybe they'll do like a Persona Five enhanced version, like Golden was and and Fez was. Maybe they'll do something like that. But then, you know, we've got Shin Megami Tensei Five to look forward to. So mm-hmm. kind of curious to see how they'd be able to really expand on it. But yeah, uh, from all intents, it just seems like, yeah, Japanese version was pretty much perfect. They made some weird liberty, liberties with the localization. Um, but, you know, as far as, like, as you said, like the dub, you know, if, if the people that were doing the voice roles had a problem with what they were saying, I'm sure they'd brought it up. So I'm sh- I'd yeah. imagine none of the speaking stuff was actually that awkward. It was the text. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, I mean, like you know, like the the performances themselves, like it's fine. It's just like some of the even some of the like the, the spoken dialogue. You, you can see that like you can hear. Like, what the, am I saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, kind of like a huh, but you know, it doesn't really pop up all that often. But you know, uh, as for you know. I kind of spoke about it a few months ago. Just the, the premise of it is it's going to be a weird turn for like a lot of people who just came out of like Persona 4. It's uh, definitely a, a much darker premise from the get go. It, you know, it has its uh, moments of like, you know, lightening it up. It's still very much a Persona game. It's still, you know, hanging out with your buddies. But just the, the opening hours of it, it feels very oppressive because, you know, just just establishing groundwork that like your protagonist uh, is a transfer student to Tokyo. But He's actually like on probation because you know of some uh, of an accused, falsely accused crime that he did uh, back at his hometown. So the you know rumor starts to spread about like what he's done. He's already had a has a criminal record to his name. So obviously, when you have like this new person with a criminal record, you have already have some sort of like biased opinion against them sure. uh, because it's lingering on their head. So you, you kind of have to deal with that. Kind of have to deal with societal pressures, and obviously. Uh, you know, every one of your party members are kind of like, kind of almost victims of society because of their circumstances. We're all, all walks of life. Yeah. And so, so it's the, an anime. Say, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like every persona game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it it does a lot of very smart things in terms of you know even gameplay. Just uh, having you know much more structured dungeons instead of like the kind of the random factor in Tartarus in Persona Three or in Persona Four we had those. Kind of lackluster dungeons where you just kind of floor like, by say, floor, yeah, yeah, floor by floor type of deal. This one's actually more like actual real places. Like the first one will be like in a castle. You have to, and what you see in castles is probably exactly what you're going to get. Like you see like a guillotine, you know, obstacle. How would you go about this obstacle type of deal? It's, it's, it feels much more unified, and it's uh, each of the each of these settings are kind of like uh, like classic locations of where themes would go. Yeah. You know, so it's very, very cool. Uh, in terms of, like, the, the combat, the combat is more or less, you know, uh, the same as in Persona 3 and 4, but uh, a little bit more uh, Shin Megami Tensei influence. Uh, things going on, there's a... They brought back, you know, a few elements uh, from Persona 1 and 2. You have Nuclear and uh, Psy back uh, along with, uh, with the guns. So the, the way they kind of frame on why you have guns in there is kind of funny. Uh, kind of a clever way to like sidestep like why the kid, why the hell do these kids have guns, um, and just the the demon assets. Now that you're fighting demons again, not just shadows, uh, because you, you do definitely see the 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 framing of like they finally kind of come to like a, a decent explanation of like the re- relationship between shadows and demons. In Persona Five, they kind of make it more clear to you. Mm-hmm. So seeing these uh, uh, Kaneko drawn. Uh, demons finally, like, ever since like Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne on the PS2, finally have like well-realized uh, models for the PS3 generation. You know, it's is awesome. They look great. You know, the the lighting does amazing things for them. The the art style of this game just continues to impress me every time. There's, uh, you know, and you hear that that's the first thing you always hear about Persona Five. Like just from a uh, just at first glance, like this game is stylish as hell. But even though it feels like, even though it feels overwhelming at first, you think that they did, they kind of went a little bit too far with it. It actually flows really well once you start seeing them more. And it's like, oh, okay, I kind of get why they did this. This seems 
a lot more to flow a lot better like i think one of the best inclusions in the battle is like you can just press a button on a, on a demon that you know weakness for uh but it'll automatically switch to that persona that has that uh skill on them their, oh their that's really cool yeah that's yeah. very helpful so you don't have to you know try to guess what it is and which persona has it you have like these 12 personas on you it's like you have to uh, scroll through them it's like no it's like just press the button we'll find it for you and it's, it, it goes by very fast it's awesome that's great uh that's that's the kind of uh ease of use thing that i appreciate in a game like yeah. that it's like i know what i need to do i don't want to be frustrated by accidentally selecting the wrong one so bottom line you know uh before we move on um is this the perfect entry for someone new to the series Absolutely. Uh, this is uh, this really guides. Uh, it, it strikes a nice balance between like those who've played RJRPGs before, uh, with those who are totally completely new to the genre. Because it goes, uh, the opening goes step by step on like how you actually play a Japanese RPGs. And you know, some veterans like you know might be a bit biffed, but then but it goes by you know in, in a pace that doesn't feel cumbersome. And for people who are like completely new to it, like they can kind of start wrapping their heads around. It's like, oh, this is how this system works. This is how I start managing my days in this game. Like, what do I want to like improve on, or what do I actually just want to do? Do I just want to like uh, do some mini games, like like fishing or base uh, the baseball uh, cages, or do I just want to hang out with like this person that I really like? It does. It just strikes a, a nice intro between like how do I play a, a Japanese RPG, like the turn classic turn based style, uh, and also how do I just like get by. On like what do I do uh, like in a given day like on school day because there's so many things to do in this game that you know you if you're just going to it obviously blind like I which is like I think the best way to kind of play these games at first is kind of like it's like soak in everything take your time uh, get to really just immerse yourself in the in the game because this Persona Five does like an amazing job kind of providing a distilled uh, form of Tokyo because Tokyo is obviously a huge city but this uh, manages it in a way that like it obviously these zones that you're going to in the city are small but they're they're lively they're they're filled with people there's a lot of chattering going on you're never like alone there there's never like a dull time in tokyo it's always very like just always filled with people and 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 the best part it kind of nails it down is like even there's a lot of people you don't care about any of these people because they're kind of like going on about about your business you're going about yours to like go meet like you know your your best friend so it does a better job than Occupus Trip 2, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, all right. That's really <laughs> that's all it. I needed that's to a, hear. That, that's the line that had to be crossed. <laughs> yes, of course, not that. It actually reminds me I need to go back and play Tokyo Mirage Sessions because it did a good job with that as well. Like, yeah, that, that, was a, that, was a cool, that was a cool foundation. Like You can yeah. see how that game like kind of became the, the, the stepping stone for how they built Persona 5. So it's, a, it's really cool. I, I'm really enjoying Persona 5 once more. It's still... A, like obviously our review t- tells it all alex and i gave it a 10 like probably one of the easiest 10s we could give a game awesome besides near automata and mass well what was the other one zelda uh zelda yeah, yeah so we've I gone mean... three and i think that's what our seventh ever or eighth ever that we've ever know, given man. a 10 it's a, it's we've reviewed like hundreds of them so who knows so who could, maybe there's another 10 lurking around sometime this year who knows Yes, uh, I look forward to your 10 out of 10 for the upcoming Cyber Dimension Neptunia game. <laughs> I would actually not be surprised of... if that's probably the best one, just because it's not a turn-based standard Neptunia game. It's actually supposed to. It actually looks pretty good. So, yeah, it does uh, look pretty good. So. And generally speaking, of course. Now, obviously, it's 
cater to a specific audience, but like generally mm-hmm. speaking, it's a it's a much better looking game than what you're used to from that series. So excited for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So uh, Persona Five, Persona Five review up on the site, uh, footage up on the site. Can't get past seven seven. So don't. Oh yeah, they had that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before we, didn't we move do on, that. I want to see if our yeah. old ass Persona Five stuff is still. I, up. I know, I know, our school walkthrough was like. Someone was so up. upset that our video wasn't taken off immediately. Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, that was taken off eventually. I, I think our impressions impressions one should still be up, but I don't know. Yes, um, it is, and it's still okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> just, important... to, just to clarify for people last week, um, Atlas had a did it first like. The Persona 5 English release is very much like the Japanese release. Like you can, it your PS4 records like the first like five to ten minutes of the game, then it completely shuts down screenshots and uh, recordings of that game after that. So you barely get to see the game if uh, you know before you get to actually use your share button at all. Um, so for pretty much like the whole game is blocked on that end. So you see a lot of people, you know, on social media taking pictures of of their TVs, going back yeah. to the good, good glory days. You know how you uh, showed uh, games to people. Um, I, I don't also, have to do that with my Xbox because it takes forever to upload a screenshot. So oh, that you know, sucks. Yeah, and, and also I think on it was either Monday or maybe Tuesday. I guess, in a weird like NDA type move because this is very much framed like an like how we get NDA uh, notices uh, when reviewing games. Uh, Atlas put up like uh, these guidelines uh, that say, "Hey, you can't uh, record this for more than ninety minutes at any given time, and you cannot share screenshots and video of anything past July seventh in game." And I, I think that was, I think those were the big two key points of that. Yeah. And they have no, they have no, they said they have no plans to like you know, uh, like up uh, get rid of the restriction on like the the pictures and the. And the video, the share button on that, so that's pretty much permanent. Um, and then they, they kind of they, they kind of threaten like almost, people. That yeah, you they get a strike. almost threatening hostile voice. Uh, hostile or, like you've been like, warned or whatever garbage was there. Yeah, that, that, it was a weird way to frame that message. It was, po- that, it was poorly done. Yeah, it just it makes it seem like you're threatening people. Like you better not do it. It's like just say you know you know it's you. you uh, it, it's up to you if you want to do that, but just know that there's this possibility. You don't have to say like uh, you've been warned or, or whatever, like in capital with bold. I think that the the dumbest thing that came out of that whole thing was the fact that Square Enix came back and said, you know, we would never restrict people, restrict people, and it's like you guys restricted people on Dragon Quest Heroes. <laughs> you yeah. Toy forget you did that with one of your games, and people were upset about that. Don't even play innocent here. I know that's uh, that's uh, a really poor move on their part as oh well. Oh my gosh! So, like, like anyone who tried, it's funny. Like it's cool that like other people like kind of like played off of this. Yeah, like, digital. But then, but then, yeah, Devolver Digital, Devolver but like other people like Square Enix, like has done the same thing in the past it's like come on guys <laughs> it's free market i have no, they need to get with the times because there's just like you're just denying what's uh obvious the fact that people are streaming their entire games and taking screenshots like you know the people that don't want to see it don't go looking for it you know that's really all it comes down to so the fact that they're attacking people that are willing to you know really stream these games and you know a lot of them convince a lot of their followers to buy that game to begin with so unless you're looking out for it like guys just get over it you know i hate spoilers as much as the next person but you know if i witness something it's like well 
fuck me, right? That sucks, but you know, I did it to myself. I just happened to look at the wrong place or whatever. I, I mean, so. yeah, I mean, the, the, none of this. I'm is upset like with really... myself. I'm not upset with the person because yeah. they just did. You know, they did what they always do. Whatever. Unless it's one of my I'm... followers that totally doesn't like <laughs> hashtag their shit. <laughs> That's you know, whatever. I'm. Yeah, I mean, this like this like whole notice of it, it has like it's not actually like deterring people. There's still a lot of people you know who's really yes. like uh, take pictures of stuff of their TV. Or just still on YouTube. <laughs> just put it somewhere else. Like uh, it, there's still a lot of it on Twitter. There's still it, yeah. they, you still you still see YouTube streams of the game. You know, past seven, uh, July seventh. Oh my gosh! And yeah, so Twitter like, doesn't shut down stuff. It's like you just post a video to your Twitter account, and like with the director's account, you can put ten minutes. So I know what was it like? There's an account that did the whole B movie. <laughs> like they stream like. <laughs> chunks of it at a time and, and just did the whole movie it was so wow. awful uh but there's uh, that possibility i guess so yeah uh, they, I, I don't know if they're like they said they're you know they continually evaluate evaluate evaluating you know this policy and like you know obviously they're in talks with atlas japan obviously you know this kind of this is kind of this so statement stupid. was obviously you know at the hand for better or worse you know of their parent company because you know the, a, a lot of these policies are kind of like standard practice. Sega over needs the... to step in and say, "Stop that! Stop this! <laughs> yeah. You're hurting our sales by doing this, or hurting uh, our image by doing this." I mean, Sega's got that thing with the P.O.P.O. Tetris, but that was like all cleared up. But like, it's yeah. not. It's not. Uh, you don't have to worry about it if you're in America. It's just a Japanese thing. I don't know this why they're blocking restrictions on a game like Puro Puro Tetris. That's yeah. insane that that would even be an issue. I know. Like, why? What's like the, 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 you know, the really deep lore of Puro Puro Tetris? You never it's like know, the little man. kids it, that it, fought Satan. Uh, that's all I know from the Puro Puro Tetris lore. That's like a kid's fighting Satan. That's maybe people just fucking die in Puro Puro Tetris story. Who knows? They, yeah, they do. Uh, and there's a lot of innuendo <laughs> with like that Saturn game that we saw. <laughs> just oh, yeah. a, a lot of like this weird sexual tension between little girl and this magician. It was, uh, that series is, that that's why it's wild. not been localized up till now. It's like, we don't know if this is appropriate for Western audiences. Uh, and they know yeah. they would get like an, uh, an adult rating or whatever. So ridiculous. So, but, I mean, who knows that hopefully this, uh, this thing gets cleared up in a few months. Uh, I, I can imagine that like, it, they'll be very lax on it, like much like how Atlas Japan was, like maybe like four to five months after release, because you know this is there's not something you like to actively police over every single day. No, they really. I just wish they'd get over. It's 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 like back when they put out the first real trailers of Persona Five and people getting copyright strikes from Atlas Japan over it. I remember the the, the whole charade of like uh, the the second promotional video that uh, of Persona Five like being only limited to like a limited edition, like the golden blu-ray anime or something like that and like people oh, were like yeah, like staying it. up like like whole like all nighters like when is this thing gonna get ripped who has it like hey this person is still showing like pictures of, like they have having the fucking thing please upload it and like you know and people like going crazy and like these people didn't want to put it up because they didn't want to get in trouble by Atlas Japan it's going all the way back I think there was also like that Final Fantasy anthology version that had like the special footage that people were excited to see and that was exclusive to like a very expensive edition I think that was actually part of the uh, you know when they put out that anthology of Final Fantasy had like all the games in it, like up till whatever twelve or thirteen. Like it was a big oh, I collection. Think, yeah, I think we call that. There was like a inside of there. There was like this kind of a mini documentary thing footage that uh, people were able to put on YouTube, but some got them taken down. So there, <laughs> Square Enix still not always on the up and up regarding that stuff. But to be fair, uh, besides gameplay footage, that was also like actual you know people talking about the game. So I yeah. think you can find it on YouTube now. But like that's the thing. Like over time, I'm sure that stuff will be on YouTube and whatever. 
it's just another argument people need to get away from youtube sometimes you know that that site's just been hurting a lot of people lately with like monetization and all that bullshit yeah so uh the, the big takeaway is it's like persona 5 is a really good game if you really like rpgs if you like rpgs at all especially turn-based ones you should probably go get it because it's kind of amazing <laughs> it, is, it is and it's it's you know considering games lately have been dropping to 40 bucks pretty quickly it shouldn't be that long for that game either but um yeah I think Atlas like, is usually yeah. good yeah about uh taking down the price they're not like nintendo it's like no nah, it's 60 dollars for like oh, the next hey, three what, years fucker that's what hesitates me on the switch just because of, of that but uh yeah. with with atlas it's more like you know instead of pay, charging 40 bucks for a 3ds game let's charge 50 because an atlas tax it's yeah they do their own that, bullshit that's a too. Weird thing yeah i don't but they there's their games are always on sale like on uh psn and like yeah it seems like every other week there's like that persona sale (laughs) on psn it's like every time i have to put on a different sale anyway uh so yeah i so moving on adam you've been quiet this whole time what have you been playing you've just been i was just enjoying your conversation sure no, I just want to hear from you now. It's your turn. No, I, I think you fucking hate Persona. Yeah, I know. He pretty much I'll expressed be honest. That. I'll be honest. The uh, the mobile game stuff, I honestly, my eyes are glazing over. You know, <laughs> I don't really care at all. He just hasn't found one he really loves. That's all. Yeah. To convince yeah, him. Fire Emblem wasn't the one yet because even though Fire I'm Emblem I'm a big Fire Emblem fan. I just don't care for the crossover fan service stuff. You know, it's not a good game. I think we we pretty much said as much. What are you talking about? The Fire Emblem Heroes has the the most amazing plot ever, Adam. We just don't talk about it because we might there might be spoilers and Nintendo police might shoot us on oh, site phantom of the kill is a better game anyway people just <laughs> although they're really <laughs> shitty about their like the gems and orbs or whatever like just like fire emblem heroes can be anyway i adam you said you haven't been playing much but you've been really busy lately haven't you yeah uh, but yeah i haven't played much in the past two weeks mainly because i've been traveling um you know to, i've been traveling to various different national labs uh so these are like Ooh. actual places like actually talking to people with security clearances that aren't allowed they're, they're supposed to advertise what they're doing but they're not allowed to tell me <laughs> what they're doing, that they're it's, doing. Yeah. yeah the ndas i mean people for people listening who don't know adam you're a doctor <laughs> well i'm well i'm a scientist i have a phd that's what uh, i mean <laughs> yeah so yeah but um Dr. Vitaly. adam vitaly phd that's yeah what's so i, vis- I visited <laughs> i visited a couple of national labs um and it, it sounds like the kind of stuff that you would uh find in movies but there is some truth to it where like People with security clearances, they're allowed to tell you they have a security clearance, but if you ask them something about something they're not supposed to to talk about, because with me, because I don't have a security clearance, um, they can't say they're not allowed to talk about it. Uh, oh, they, so they have, have like pointed questions they, about it. They they they'll, they'll just sidestep the question, change the subject, uh, and it's kind it? of amusing. <laughs> And you're working it, on the everlasting gobstopper. I can't talk about that right now. Yeah. It's, it's something we, we're working on right now. Is it just like the movies though, where it's like those labs are full of glass, like everywhere? It's like very, like very thin pieces of like wall to wall glass, like a giant like pathways and everything like that. Because everything looks national, really clean. And, national and labs, yeah. national labs. Most of them have been established for a while uh, since like the 1960s. <laughs> so they look like so old. You get, this, you get this weird combination of like some buildings and rooms have like this, have you know. state-of-the-art you know research and equipment and renovated build new buildings or renovated buildings things like that but then you like walk into like a different room and it's like well these are this is equipment from the 70s this is a computer running dos (laughs) it's like Uh, everything yeah i get the idea everything's really sterile there so like there's a very like the smell is like very like alcohol swabs everywhere some some laboratories are 
very messy. Oh. Um, not like Beakers what you see. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and everything. Yeah. But like they do have rooms that are called literally clean rooms, which those are the ones that you kind of might imagine from like a TV show where people like are in the bunny suits gowned up from toe to head. Oh, the hazmats um, and all that stuff. Yeah. Too. So like those suits or those rooms do exist. But anyways, yeah, I haven't played much because I've been visiting those labs looking for a postdoc position, which is basically a, a research position for people like me who have finished their PhD. And I got an offer, so that that's a good thing. Congratulations. Right? Awesome. Yeah, that's you said amazing. it was like it was notably better than what you were expecting too. That's that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, so there's a pretty big difference between like a postdoc, that's a person after their PhD who is working at a university versus working at a national lab. Uh, and I guess national labs have more funding available, so that's a good thing for <laughs> Go me. Figure, yeah. <laughs> um, more video, more money for video games, right? That's, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> or just the ability to not to live on your own again. That must be great. <laughs> yeah, possibility. So. But yeah, the weird the uh, the thing about research is that it's always about where the funding is, and funding comes and goes, and it's very yeah. kind of. Static. It depends on, uh, the, on the success of what they've done so far. Yeah, they, so like it all depends on like when I when I've been looking for a job, it just kind of depends not only where there are positions open, but like hey, do we have actual money to to do this research at all yeah. to buy things and to run it and to pay me? So yeah, that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. It seems um, like um, you and Brian are, are destined for the West Coast because like at, Brian really wants to get out here, and you've went from the East Coast all the way over here. So yeah, so uh, yeah, my West Coast, West Coast comes from somewhere, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's come over here. Uh, I, I, but it's th- there's actually a pretty significant like vibe in like for example National Labs on in on Long Island yeah. versus National Labs in Washington. Mm-hmm. Like you, you talk, you hear about like the East Coast West Coast like business culture. all the rap battles with the the scientists <laughs> <laughs> i always watch those videos amazing so yeah so that'll happen that, in 96 that, that, that. i i, I feel, feel kind of out of like out of tune with like my my visual like of national labs these days because the last time i saw like a lab was like at that one hitman level underground with the that's boats. what i was and, referring to like a lot of that stuff oh yeah the, the, the trailers and the fucking virus contamination some shit i'm like yep that's that, that's a national anywhere. lab <laughs> that you can turn on and off <laughs> god damn it man that's uh, oh. that's, that's the idea but yeah um so it sounds like the place you went to, you're really impressed by, and the fact that everyone was really on their game and letting you know everything ahead of time about what to expect. I, I think the reason why they gave me the offer is because after we did the the day long, you know, session of interviews, <laughs> you told us about we, this next we went. To, I don't know. If, did I talk about this already? We went a to a winery. Bit. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and they they, uh, I got a little loopy. <laughs> new friends. <laughs> so, got, what was the last time I, you drunk? I want to know this. I mean, I, I, I drink, you know, occasionally at home, but just like once a month, maybe. But oh, okay. that was like a wine tasting. You know, we had like five big nine ounce glasses that were oh. just, yeah. So do you consider yourself a wine drinker? Or is that something new to you? Well, the thing about it's kind of odd. And like there's the research community is wine is very often served at like get togethers when like people are presenting oh, their research and sharing it. <laughs> like, I guess it's one way to get people to to talk is <laughs> to, to, is to sober, is <laughs> get to around that NDA. <laughs> That's what yeah. you do. Get them loopy. So it's 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 kind of like a it's weirdly prevalent in that 
field. No, so take so take notes, everybody. If you need someone to talk and they're in the science field, you're you're going the wrong way if you're offering them like rum or some shit. Oh, I was gonna say like any field really, because Alex likes to talk about. He goes out to the bars and the pubs with other. Although is Alex a wine drinker? Yes, yes. totally. Okay, all Absolutely. right. He's, he's British, of course he now. drinks wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. I, I I've only got one type of wine I drink, and that's 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 the problem is that they don't really serve it too much. So you know. Yeah. So maybe now that I'm done with the job search, I mean I'll have to figure out the move and stuff and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But maybe now I can actually start to catch up on some of these ten out of ten games. Oh, you're not. Uh, so. You're gonna keep to your old games. We know this. Like, yeah. <laughs> you made it pretty clear. Like for the next five months, uh, you know, like save it for the end of the year and just try to cram it all in. Which is honestly like this is the perfect time to do that. Uh, to get back to the games from like last year and in 2015, because like you've got a lot of time, and there doesn't seem like a, a lot of huge releases coming up uh, for the uh, whole summer. So. It seems like it seems like. 2017, at least for RPGs, especially Japanese RPGs, was like, and I guess Mass Effect in there, and Horizon. So RPGs in general just all launched in the last three months or so, and now yeah, so it's like it, cooling it, down a little bit. It, it feels like like the last like three months just kind of, but would the this schedule would actually be like like scattered out between like two years, like normally. <laughs> yeah, and I can't but, I can't think of too many other uh, RPGs coming out in the next like month or two. I mean, there's well, Dragon Quest Heroes too. Summer Night Six was also in oh, May, yes. and then um, there's a bunch of one. there's a couple of niche ones. Yeah, um, and yeah, then like I, I a wanna... remaster of Final Fantasy Twelve, and that's right in July. Yep, Dark Rose out... Valkyrie. Oh yeah, yeah, Dark Rose uh, Valkyrie coming uh, the beginning of June, June six. They said June 9th in Europe. That's that's pretty exciting. Uh, that I, game. Looked I want to. Cool. Tra- I want to like try to get to like those more. Um, I don't know if they're actually RPGs, but one of the more like niche ones like Kamariko on switch and um yeah that's like, hollow knight on pc i think i so want to try that out that looks really cool. atlas atlas usa might hate me if they heard me saying this but i kind of <laughs> want to play caligula which releases <gasps> in like a couple of weeks oh guess, no because i've heard why not he's terrible he's things so <laughs> i've heard terrible things about it's it it's furu who do who's surprised by this they make only I, bad i games, played the other furu games that i thought Okay, Legend of Legacy I thought was just mediocre, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, that wasn't a necessarily bad game. It was just yeah, me, uh, but Lost Dimension was terrible. Yeah, you were mm. the only one who apparently thought that. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay, Adam. I'm sure you're fucking stoked for Lost Dimension on PC. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's his next big. Just game. like Omega Quintet on PC from the apparently same. Apparently, problems with the visuals. It wasn't the <laughs> it wasn't the actual core gameplay, but yeah, that's it's like those types of games coming out, um, and. Honestly, yeah, it's still it's going to be a great few weeks. And for Andrea, she's got all those Atomic games coming out in a few weeks. So oh, yeah. <laughs> period cube is to the end of the month. I'm sure. I, I feel like would... Atomic games are always coming out. Yeah, that's that's like the great. One I think that's awesome. Constant force. Yeah, that's it awesome is. that you know that audience is getting served. Uh, getting served. With I, some awesome I, I think it's cool. That's like like visual novel releases are just like a constant these days. And uh, to think High that like quality a few years ones back. too. Yeah, not just yeah. crappy like poorly made fan ones <laughs> some good ones there's some good fan ones but a lot of them aren't that great and the days of new grounds yeah yeah interactive visual novels that's awesome as opposed to any other one so that's pretty much it for adam right uh it's just been that is there any game you're uh, in a hurry to get back to right now um not really i said this last week but i kind of been playing just the kingdom hearts remaster off and on like in between my traveling are you telling me you're not excited to go back to kingdom hearts yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I'm, I still want to get that. I just didn't uh, want to. I just didn't want to start anything new, like big, like 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 Zelda or anything. No, it's okay. I was doing this traveling. <laughs> so, Sora yeah. is always waiting for you. Oh yeah, he's always. And you're. And the great thing about Kingdom Hearts is that if you were confused before you put the controller down, you'll be just as confused when you get back to it. So it's it's yep. all right. You don't need to be oh, up yeah. on it. You, you don't have to think about complicated stuff like story anyway. Yeah, not <laughs> with that game uh, or the series. So for me, it's kind of been just like adam um as after our review took it in two a couple weeks ago i've just been kind of drifting in and out of stuff um playing you've been watching good anime yeah i've been watching anime for sure (laughs) i've also been kind of experimenting uh apparently there's a way to play an emulator through the xbox one just by going to a website and so i tried out a couple (laughs) games that way and the crazy thing was like i just heard this morning that there apparently is an app on the Xbox One that has a PlayStation emulator built into it. What? <laughs> like it's like a PDF reader, I think. Oh. Um, it's like ten bucks, and if you run a, a certain code, uh, a special code, it unlocks a PlayStation emulator that runs off of an external hard drive. <laughs> so it's oh, right. really bad because you heard the news recently that my I think yeah the Windows Store Microsoft got rid of all the emulators that were out of there because there was at a point people were concerned because there was apparently going to be like a a Nintendo a Super Nintendo emulator that would be able to run just normally uh, through the App Store on the Xbox One, but they got rid of all that stuff. So now people are hiding code inside of their apps so that you can still. And do they're it. they're waiting for Scorpio to unleash it again. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah. Emulators on Scorp- uh, Scorpio. 4K emulators. I mean, we've already gotten that far with like the Citra and CMU, so we'll see what happens. Did you see like the footage lately of that stuff? The people running. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild on an emulator. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. I haven't seen the latest footage. I saw like the like when they were first cracking it. Uh, that looks insane. I think they also got Persona Five running on some sort of PS3 emulator. That's right. Obviously, the PS3 is still like you know super slow and there's no sound, yeah. so it's going to be like obviously anyone who wants to play that game shouldn't bother with the emulator because it's going to be like a year or two before that's even worth playing a whole game like that. Uh, but it's it's crazy or you how can that's buy your stuff. games. Yeah, no, I mean you. Uh, that's uh, that's the thing about with the emulators too is just the fact that uh, the the way that they're able to do that it makes me think that because Nintendo already uses ROMs, they should straight up just you know reach out to those creators and have that technology on their own system. Because imagine being able to have something like that uh, where it takes your games and put them in like the very highest resolution on your console instead of relying on your own in-house stuff that just doesn't look that impressive you know that's yeah it's like the dolphin emulator is like way leaps and bounds beyond what nintendo was able to do on like the the wii uh virtual console stuff you know so yeah hopefully they'll be able to do something like that that's or they can just like that reminds me of like how they discontinued the nintendo classic oh my god they discontinued that actually i wanted to bring that up real quick because so yeah people haven't heard Nintendo has discontinued the NES Classic. It'll be down by the end of the month. And so, like. It had, like, when was it? Did it come out? The end of November? Or yeah, something? it was the beginning of November, I think. It was when it okay. came out. It was, it was like the hottest Christmas toy people yeah. wanted to buy. And then it was. Apparently, it was selling too well because Nintendo was like, eh, we don't want to make another run of this, so forget it. I don't get the logic other than the potential of a Super Nintendo Classic, but why would that stop them? Because it's different games and that would be more. Money I, for I them. think it's Virtual Console for Switch. That I mean, is, I guess they thought that might be a kill it, but then at the same time, it's like these are a set number of games, and so like I don't get it either. It's I mean, like it's, it's, it seems it seems like like I, I just I, I don't I don't 
care that like they're like discontinuing it like this soon. I just kind of wish they gave people a heads up from the get go, saying like they never said the Nintendo Class was like going to be like a limited thing, like for only a certain amount of time. Oh, um, I would I would have bought one right away. Like Alex gave yeah, his away, now he's re- highly regretted yeah, because he did that. I I still have my, but I mean that kind of sucks for a lot of people who like thought that this was always going to be like on the market for at least a few years. Not certainly not like a five month type of deal. <laughs> Honestly, like uh, as long as they figure out a way to like dump the UI from that, um, I at the same time like people already use like Raspberry Pi, so it's not it's not a huge deal. But like that game, it was pretty damn impressive for such it, a small device. Yeah, it's just like a nice little thing to have. Um, it's just well, like it's like the, the casing I did like is, looks really nice. Like like I like the just the general UI of it, but. It's it just sucks like you know for for people who genuinely wanted one but like the the smart to pick it, like say like for uh, parents who wanted to like get their uh, children one like for Christmas this year or themselves like, they, they, they would buy it for themselves because yeah. they would relive their classics but so the reason I bring that up too is that it brings up the potential of a, of an SNES classic and I want to go around real quick what are the three games you'd want to have on a Super oh, Nintendo Classic? God, three games? Three games. I, already, I think I already came up with mine before. And the three that I had was uh, Terradigma. No okay. doubt. It's got to be in there. Secret yeah. Amada. It's got to be in there. And Earthbound. That's Those are the three. I mean, Lufia 2 is also kind of like... I think Lufia 2 would be perfect because I'd be spending all this time in the ancient cave and just do those rounds all the time. But those are the three. What about you, Josh? Oh man, Adam, do you? It know doesn't matter if like... it was localized or not. It can just be whatever. Fuck. Okay. Seeking this into or whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Chrono Trigger has to be on there. Yes, they need big RPGs. Not like I don't want Mystic Quest to be like the sort of like oh, he's a gimme because <laughs> yeah. is like I don't know. Um. Fuck. Call me crazy, but I want Earthworm Jim on there because I really have fond memories of Earthworm Jim. Yeah. And just don't oh, play the sequel. <laughs> that was a shame. No, no, definitely not. It's <laughs> so bad. And mm, Goof Troop. Oh, the the same Max. The uh, not the same Max. What am I talking about? Uh, the co op game that they had. Yeah. Yep. That yep. was pretty damn. That was way better than I than people gave it credit <laughs> it really for. Was That's like an underrated amazing. game. Yes. What about you, so, Adam? There we go. I honestly am not that familiar with the SNES library. Oh. Um, my my first console is an N sixty four. You know, oh, okay, that makes sense. Then. Growing up, so I, a lot of the I played like the big hitters like Chrono Trigger, um, Metroid, uh, Super Metroid. Yes, that needs know, to be in there for sure. Secret of Mana, like I played those. Um, you know, a link to the past. So that 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 would have to be there. Like, oh yeah, I think like a link to like, the past and Super Metroid. I mean, that, that's a gimme. Like, gimme but, yeah. uh, so I played some of like the really big hitter SNES games, but. I'm not gonna have any better option. I'm not gonna have any opinion on anything a little bit less than that. Yeah, as been, a yeah, as a bonus for Adam, since he's all, I'll, I'll add in uh, Lost Vikings. <laughs> Lost there. Vikings. I'm up. I guess that's because I played so many RPGs as a kid, like like these platforms and stuff like that. I mean, like Restar and stuff like that would be great as well. But that's like you know also Genesis or whatever. But uh, you know, there's other games you can think of like uh, Illusion of Gaia uh, and. Uh, you know, the original Harvest Moon would be great to have on there. Yeah, cause... like it, Super NES just has like an amazing The Sailor Moon, stra- right the RPG. That's yeah, never like, gonna... I, I don't know if Tenshi you can ever... Like, <laughs> I don't know how you can ever constrain it down to 30 games, because that'd be like... Oh, oh, that would be such a great... If it was still 60 bucks, that'd be... I'd be blown away and I would totally buy that thing. Even if I knew, like, once again, like, people would just use images <laughs> of bullshit. 
uh, you know, once people got the NES Classic Edition and hacked it to run other games, it's like, you know, at that point, why even bother? <laughs> you know, just yeah. all you, all you, you shouldn't even have bought this thing to begin with if that was going to be the case. But I hope that they um, do consider something like that because I'd like to see them do that with the other systems. But like yeah. you said, it's probably because they want to put more attention to the, uh, to the, um, whatever virtual, the virtual console, console which is bizarre because sega's been doing the own like you know the uh hook up to tv type of set top box for ages now and they just put out a new one with a bunch of games and so i don't know why nintendo's leaving money on the table like that it's, i don't know it's, and sega also has the like the actual like steam bundle like yeah the classics yeah, the, like the, genesis how awesome uh, is that uh, thing like the one that uh, you actually can go in and i still I, I i have all the or i guess i have fantasy stars two through four because the first one yeah and have the sonic right? adventures on there like, for some reason like, <laughs> I, I need to get to those but yeah. the, the cool uh, thing was is like that the 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 thing that they added were like you're in a room and you can go to your shelf and pull the game out and put them in your oh uh, yeah that's right mm-hmm that's yeah it's pretty i think that's like the coolest thing that they ever added and like if only nintendo or someone else did i don't want them to like straight up rip it off or whatever but i i just think that's sega's obviously all in and they had like steam workshop support like they really put a lot of work into this stuff and so i i just can't get it because the genesis has an amazing library of shooters and all these other games that i wish that you know nintendo did something like that as well so you know just is Musha available on the Virtual Console? Because <laughs> I want to play that game. I don't think so. Probably not. That sucks. That's like one of the best shooters ever. Anyway, yeah. let's get into the news because we've still got a lot to talk about there. We did cover some of this stuff just with our previous conversation, but the biggest news of the week, uh, Nintendo held their latest direct uh, event. Yeah, it was, it was a weird kind of event because they, they had like like Spitfire headlines on it. Yeah, like they didn't. They're just like the great thing they about those directs is that they usually put up the whole video so you can kind of jump around. <laughs> yeah, but uh, tell us about what happened during the direct. Uh, yeah, the, so like one of the like weirdest like first things they uh, discussed in the direct, like Monster Hunter Stories, that little turn-based RPG uh, for the 3DS, said it like Monster Hunter, um, uh, obviously monsters in it is coming west this fall. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty cool. I, I've been kind of keeping my eye on that because it has like a really cute art style to it. Uh, and just see how that actually shapes up. Um, and then the one that uh, we've been kind of, you know, keeping our eye on a little bit, or I have, uh, it was Ever Oasis, and that got a release date that's uh, coming June 23rd in North America and Europe and July 13th in uh, Japan. So it's kind of weird that we're getting it first. Not used to that. I think that the, uh, my impression of that game was that at first it seemed kind of bland and boring like there's nothing much to do but you know just like with other games it's like that style that it's got going for it might be able to lift the whole experience because it's kind of got like that zack and wiki or uh yeah. adventures like that very cartoonish but very charming look to it so that might be able enough to like lift it up mm-hmm. yeah like they because in the on the japanese youtube channel they gave a, a much more uh in-depth uh like showing of like what the actual things you're doing in that game are so you're kind of like restoring this village in the desert and you have like these little like mini dungeons you're going through and so i'm kind of interested to see like you know where that goes um all the a lot of things like happen also in the japanese side uh, for the nintendo direct like the, the third parties are starting to jump on board uh gust is bringing knights of azure 2 uh to switch uh, we got a uh, mention of it last year that Knights of Azure Tour was uh, was get, coming to West, uh, along with you know uh, uh, Talia Ferris and uh, Tokiden 2. That was like in the same press release. Yeah, they, but then 
yeah, Koei Tecmo like announced all that at TGS, which is like something that they and Bandai Namco are kind of doing now. Is yeah, they'll actually they'll actually announce like English versions at TGS. Which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, aside but, from like that uh, Atelier Rowan a 3DS game, there hasn't really been much of a uh, gust presence on the Nintendo platform, so that's pretty no, cool to see. Yeah. So, but right now this is only uh, a Japan deal yeah. of uh, Knights of Azure 2 coming to Switch. Uh, we still don't have a release date for that. So it was like delayed two or three times before, so who knows where the hell that game is? <laughs> and not uh, only was it delayed, but they like totally went radio silent. Yeah, they have. Like they like, they like revealed like the main three characters and then like one more and then they they, they they actually revealed like a shitload like other like you know uh, like Lily people like you know uh, romanceable girls in there, essentially like your partners. And then they kind of went radio silent after they revealed like like what the sixth or seventh one. Yeah. It's like oh, all right. So clearly, you know, us. no spoilers. Yeah, the, you know, development problems and whatnot. Game making video games is hard. Um, Dragon Quest X, which we kind of already knew, uh, is coming to Switch. Uh, obviously, only for Japan. I don't oh, think. Oh, but does it have the digits? Can you see the digits now, like the PlayStation Four version? Oh, <laughs> That's the most important thing. Oh. Wait, what's this? <laughs> the fingers, um, you know, like before, like oh, the Wii, they had the original Wii, like it was like Dragon flat Quest. hands. Yeah, <laughs> this it's like so, they actually show their fingers, like apart, like the fingers being apart from each other. I imagine it'll be like the PS4 version. <laughs> yeah. Remind me, Dragon Quest X was a rich. Was it was was that originally on Nintendo Wii? Or, yeah, yes, yeah. it was a Wii, uh, Wii, and three. Uh, I think it was a Wii, and then it came to like the 3DS later as well. People were kind of surprised Does it by get, that. Because of 3DS, yeah, oh. yeah, because they're like, "How did you get it on a small platform?" It's like I guess it's like a streaming kind of thing. Yeah, but, uh, okay. and then the Wii U, of course, it's also on there. Uh, but then it came to the PlayStation Four sometime late last last year, I think, or actually maybe maybe been earlier this year, and that was the big visual upgrade that they needed. Quote unquote, um, it's, also on, it's also on PC, right? Am I making that up? I I don't think so. Don't, I don't know. I don't think Maybe it not. has. But that's the game uh, that people obviously really desperately want, but it's like uh, it just doesn't it's, make a whole lot of sense for them financially to yeah. bring over in a platform that they're still trying to grow the series again after kind of being radio solid for years in America. So. Um, and I think one of the more surprising ones was Exceed and Marvelous is bringing Fate Stella the Umbral Star yeah, to, uh, but like both like you know Japan, Europe, and North America switches. And the the, the cool thing about this is that it, all the DLC is going to be in that cartridge. I have that people release. who were. I'm sorry, go ahead, you finish it. Oh yeah, I mean like the people are kind of upset because like these uh, DLC things are kind of pricey. Like uh, they're maybe like being four bucks each, but they're getting, they're getting it like for, I don't know how much is the retailing. I want to say 40, but I could be wrong on that. Either way, it's a significantly less than what would you, you would pay for, for like a, a PS4 or Vita version of that game. Plus all the DLC on that, you'd have to buy it separately. So, and, and, it's, and it's also coming out a few months after it released with all, with yeah, all this the like coming summer, yeah, just <sighs> within a, the year. That's that's that, a that, done, yeah. It is, it, it kind of reminds you of that, uh, when Mar- Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 was really uh announced and released yeah. in the same year that the base game came out, yeah, it's a, it reminds me a little bit of that debacle. Um, but you know, uh, the Switch version also has like the some uh, like like one new piece of dlc like exclusives these are all, these are all cosme- cosmetics yeah, yeah. they don't really alter the game that much it's like if you like fan service you like want to dress up all your characters this is definitely 
So uh, oh. the definitive version. Before of that. we go forward about this, I'm sorry I keep okay. cutting you off about this, but like mm-hmm. you saw that article about Blue Reflection, the $85 season pass. Oh yeah, the 85 to $90. <laughs> that it's like 90 percent is or 95 percent of it is like costumes, and only a little bit of it is in story events. Gus really trying to oh fucking milk you. Oh my gosh, 85. <laughs> that's like a huge ass student. That's the largest yeah, season pass I've ever heard. It, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to like see like up front but when you think about if persona 5 had like a season pass it'd probably be either more or around there because well, each it's a lot each of free piece, stuff like, for uh, persona 5 it, well, each, each piece of caution dlc for that like the persona 3 and 4 and Rido and whatever all those are 799 oh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I counted it up well i counted up the total that they announced i don't know if there's been more since then and like if you were to buy all the persona 5 dlc it is like I think it's just slightly less than eighty dollars oh just for the God. DLC. Who wants yeah. costumes? Give me a break. Anyone who spends that much money on costumes. Come I don't on. know. Some people really fucking love Persona. So if you have the Mega money, Tesla. I mean, go for it. But geez, I, I actually, when it comes to like just you know extraneous DLC content, honestly, the stuff that I'm probably most likely to get are like cameo costumes. I'm a sucker yeah, for nostalgia, like the I guess. Costumes. Like, if, I, yeah. if I were still going to be playing Persona 5 by then, I, I probably would have gotten that. I guess for me, it's not so much costumes. It's like when the Neptunia games or the Outlier games, when uh, there's actual characters, like actual characters you can have join your party. That's, that's oh, it's a, that, that reminds me. It's also not just uh, costumes. There's also like DLC personas, like cameos, like say like Orpheus and Izanagi for Persona 3 and 4. Okay, that's so, the and, 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 yeah. and do the costumes, do they change the music in battle? Yeah, yeah. It's, that, that's, uh, that's a pretty common thing okay, now. Okay, that's, yeah. that's actually kind of cool, yeah. But eight bucks for that, I don't know, guys. That's, that's, yeah, it's, it's a steep price. That's for a few but, costumes. Yeah, yeah but like... Same thing with Blue Reflection. I still take like the weirdest fucking thing that that kind of rides on the same spirit as these. Like in uh, Galgan Double Piece, they have this like ninety dollar like item that you use to like see through the clothes of like every character in that game or something. Yeah. Um, so oh, it's, yeah. you, know, you know, they definitely know their target audience, and they'll definitely profit quite a bit. So and and so another thing that was that we didn't really talk about so much, but we did mention on Twitter is that. Uh, that Lady Layton game, the Professor Layton oh, yeah. game, the, it's the daughter of Professor Layton called Lady Layton. They, they changed like Layton's mystery journey, uh, the millionaire area Don's conspiracy. So apparently that game is going to get released. Uh, the mobile, the smartphone version is going to be released on July 20th in English. So people can be able to play it that way. It's the exact same game, just for mobile. And Level 5 has done this in the past with like, I think they're going to do that with their upcoming, whatever that, mass media game yeah, they have I'm, coming I'm trying up. to remember has, has level 5 ever like released any of their like games their mobile games over in English or is this going to be the first time I think that Yokai Watch game may have been released but that was like a very minor thing uh, but this might be their first actual you know well, this release. is actually a big game. I think there's going to be uh-huh. in-game stuff, in-game transactions, but I don't know if it... They did say it's going to have in-game transactions, uh, if I'm remembering right, but they said you can still play the game from start to finish without spending a dime. Okay. So, or an yeah. extra. So that it's going to be like that. And they did pretty much say that it's going to be out on the 3DS later. So that game will be released as opposed cool. to the Great Ace Attorney, which I think is coming out August second, that's only in Japan. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's that, that's game, a big loss. Really I don't I don't know anything about the Layton series really. But oh, it's just a, it's, why, a, it's a basically no, it's I know, like a I know it's a puzzle game. series, yeah, but like yeah. I think the Lady Layton title is much better than the whatever that new one is. Me too. I like Lady Layton. Uh, it's, it's just like the, the alliteration. You know the fact that it like obviously they stars a different though, character. So, you, you say alliteration, but they changed the name to. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, 
that's what I mean. Like the yeah. lady, la- the lady late. I'm sorry. That's like that alliteration is nice. You know, the fact that it makes it obvious this is starring a different character. It's a female <laughs> protagonist, and now yeah. it's like they had they had a winner. They had a professor Layton and whatever the yeah. blah dervish Layton's mysterious journey. It's like oh whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Still, Layton's yeah, mystery journey. journey. Oh, it's called, okay. It's actually a longer title. It's Layton's yeah. mystery journey. Catriel and the millionaire conspiracy. <laughs> so yeah, Adam. The... That, that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. And by the way, the prices for that, it's that apparently the 3DS version is going to be 50 bucks in Japan anyway. Just kind of keep it in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. And the iOS and Android version will be about uh, 16 to 20 bucks, uh, give or take. So that's kind of what people are expecting. And, you know, for a price like that, perfect. I'd, I'd buy it for that price. For a brand new yeah, yeah. latent game, totally. And that's a series that I've been meaning to get into. And the fact that this isn't like a sequel so much as it is like she's trying to find out what happened to Professor Layton. That's way easier i think to people to get into that series and that's only a few months out so that's that's pretty cool that they're willing to uh try that out but i wanted to mention that because there was a bunch of japanese as you said with like knights of azure 2 right. japanese releases and that was one yeah, of the um, ones that we confirmed we got confirmed. i think i think it's cool that like you know they're getting japanese support early into switch's lifespan i hope they keep this momentum up like two to three years from now uh, <laughs> like you know it's, uh, it's, it's always cool to it's always cool to see that you know they they get that like early support but hopefully they had the numbers to back it up once you know they hit the market. What's what Switch games were kind of announced for the summer then? Because that was, I mean, Ever Oasis is a 3DS game. Splatoon so. is like July something. Splatoon two. Yeah. Uh, Arms is like June 16th. So that's like the last day of E3. They have, they have a couple of like like tentpole releases. They have Mario Kart. They have Splatoon. Yeah. They have uh, um, Arms. Um, this they have Minecraft. Oh yeah, Minecraft with like yeah. the the Mario and Luigi cameos, whatever the Nintendo characters. That's pretty cool. I mean, that would be for me. It'd be like that's something I'll give a try, but I probably wouldn't still get into that series at all. <laughs> so, I mean, that's. And I mean, I, obviously, that's good enough for the summer. I mean, Arms and Splatoon by themselves, really. I, I think, think the, I still enough. think the weirdest thing is like Payday Two coming to Switch. Oh yeah, that was a weird announcement. Like, why yeah. of all games? Because that isn't even on consoles. Like that, it's not a PS4, or Xbox One. That's the first time it's going to be on consoles. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't think it big, ever Yeah, after the big yeah. fallout with the microtransactions. So and apparently, there's like three new Kirby games coming to 3DS. All of a sudden. Yeah, I think one's actually out right now. Like you can actually wow. get it right now. Uh, one of them. Uh, and then the two are going to be out later this year, so that's. Uh, I, I guess due diligence is for an RPG site. The Metopia is also coming with. I actually I didn't hear good things about that game at all. Some people said it was I, fun, but I heard other people saying like it was just nothing. If them. you want to do something with your Mies and yeah. ever, I heard it was, like, it was just basically an expanded version of the one that's already on the that was already built. Oh yeah, into the, the street pass. Yeah, yeah, but it's not as. It's not as like engaging, but that's just what I've heard from some people. Mm. So maybe it's I'm totally wrong there, or they were. It's the best RPG. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the best RPG, and we should really cover Metopia on the site. So see what happens. Good luck, Zach. Mm, I don't even know the switch, so whatever. Good luck, uh, Zach. I need. To we'll, we'll get Alex to do. It. Cool. Uh, yeah, he'd be totally down for that. Yeah, uh, honestly, like he would be because he's the one. He's like you know, as long as there's someone who's interested. Uh, so moving on from Nintendo Direct news, um, I mean that was that was pretty much it for Nintendo Direct. So hopefully they'll have something. Yeah, they usually do something did, big before E3, and then they did say that Nintendo. Speaking of Switch, it's like they said that they've got a ton of surprises in store for their E3. Uh, did we mention Monster Hunter Stories? Yes, that was at the yeah, start. Okay. So I know you're specifically uh, excited. Well, for that. yeah, I, I just forget. Well. It's- I'm not You're really familiar the anime, with Monster right? Hunter. The Monster Stories anime, you gotta watch that too. <laughs> hey, mate, the whole you know, it's basically Monster, Monster Hunter plus Pokemon, right? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, it's like kind of like almost Nino Kuni ish in a sense. Mm-hmm. 
I totally uh, makes me just want to play World of Final Fantasy. I totally forgot about that game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it makes I, I still need to get around to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, hopefully Monster Hunter Stories will be like the next Monster Hunter game that I liked after Soul Sacrifice because there hasn't been a Monster Hunter-ish game Absolutely. since that for me. Something I'm excited to look forward to. And honestly, like, just more reasons I need to switch. Like, the more Nintendo gives me reasons. I just hope they announce, like, a crazy, like, tactical RPG sometime soon. Disgaea 5 is great, but I already beat it. So I, I'm not, I mean, it would be great to play it on the Switch, but I need to. You always more. have, uh, oh man, what was that? Octopath. Uh, oh, Project Octopath. Octopath. Well, honestly, that would be, uh, that game looks fucking awesome. And I, I love the idea of, like, a really, like, the 3D dot. Uh, 3D Bit Heroes. Oh, I keep messing up the name, but uh, that type of game uh, again, I think, is exciting. And it's not voxel; oh, it's straight up like 2D sprites on a 3D plane. You know, and to- yeah, you totally just write like 3D Dot Heroes on PS3. That's though. what I was saying. Yeah, 3D. Okay, yeah, yeah. That game was fucking great because like you would level up and your sword would get bigger and you chop up the entire. You can actually. I remember you like customize your character. Like you actually like you can edit them. Yeah, pixel pixel him like 3D pixels. You could have a printy if you wanted, or like any other character you wanted. God damn it. Fucking, you know what needs a fucking remaster? That fucking That game. needs to come to PC. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, God. right? Like, if that came to PC in the workshop enabled... Oh. Someone needs to, like, remember that game and then, like, bring it back. Oh, gosh. There's so many games. Like, uh, I was watching that Super Nintendo Marathon. It's like, why hasn't anyone done a new Act Razor? That's another game that could really benefit from, like, a modern take on that. Because yeah. it's like, you build the town and then you go out on, like, on a brawler. Oh. Ah. What's wrong with uh, people nowadays? They remake all the crappiest. Uh, they do like Meat Boy clones after the other and like the other dungeon games, but they don't do Act Razor. And I think that's the biggest shame. Oh. That's a game that needs to be on the SNES uh, uh, Classic Edition, by go. the way. Act Razor. <laughs> Please. Uh, so damn cool. Um, so uh, outside of that, speaking of Dragon Quest, though, they've also um, uh, shared some new details during uh, Square Enix's special live stream that they had last week for Dragon Quest Eleven. They announced uh, it's going to be out on July 29th in Japan, so it's going to miss that uh, 30th, 35th, no, 30th anniversary. Is it 30th or 35th? I forget. 30th. Um, I think it's... 30th. 30th, 30th. sorry, yes. Uh, it's, you know... I'm not Nintendo that games, old yet. So, uh, yeah, 35th. I think that would be pre-original Nintendo, so that wouldn't make any <laughs> sense. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the 30th anniversary, which would have been like May 28th, I think, or something. So uh, it's going to just miss it, but... The crazy thing is, so not only did they share more footage of the PS4 and the 3DS version, nothing for the Switch, which I guess, you know, just expected that, to be just like the PS4 version. Just just to clarify, the Switch version is not dated yet. Yeah, it's, it's not. So nothing nothing no. really shown about that, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, they did this crazy thing. I don't know how they managed to do this, but they were able to create a bundle, a special bundle that's going to come out that has both the PS4 and the 3DS version in a single box that is i have i can't think of any example that has ever happened in the history of video games so two different versions of games in a single box yeah it's like it's like the double pack like hero sword box uh and it's like it's like it has like this crazy like packaging with like the actual sword like all vertical and they have like uh each of the games have like an amazing fucking cover for that it's like kind of like a book like a chronicle almost. It's, are you, you going to import that fun. thing? Because I think I want to import it because I know it's going to oh, be man. I, it's gonna be, It's going to be so fucking expensive. I can't do it. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like almost it's, 150 bucks. It's, it's Japanese prices, so it would be $100 in America. <laughs> okay, I, I, straight up, straight up, if, if, if this gets localized and Square Enix North America like has a package like this for the, like, the PS4 and 3DS versions, I might actually do that. 
I just can't believe they were able to convince them to do that because you're talking about like it makes sense if it was like you know PS4, PS3, or whatever it is, but like yeah. Nintendo and Sony <laughs> of all yeah, the it's like hey, is it okay to like you know kind of? <laughs> I mean, Sony's got like a, a some sort of partnership with Microsoft because of the PC side of things, but like you know Nintendo and Sony have basically got like nothing <laughs> together. Yeah. So because Nintendo has no other thing besides you know, some mobile games, but ugh. That's so awesome. And they did say, they also mentioned that they're going, there's going to be like hardware bundles to be announced later for the Sony mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, so what'd you guys think of that footage? I thought the coolest part about that was like the mounts. Cause you had like that little robot, he'd be hopping up around and then the giant oh, yeah, like, like dragon. I forgot the name of that monster and I feel really bad about it. But after you defeat one of the enemies, like the, the little like uh, enemy on it, like hops off his mouth. And then you can actually use that to like, they were like this volcanic place. So you can actually use that to navigate around, like break rocks and like travel through the lava it it looked really nice like the mini and, games and think, like the casino and then the horse racing and all that stuff i think the weirdest thing about it though is the the battle system because when they first showed off the footage after like kind of toying with everyone's expectations like get into a fucking battle already the first <laughs> battle that they get to is kind of like dragon quest 10 style where they get like kind of almost free roam around it yeah. and uh, you know do skills and whatnot but then at the at the fight with like the dragon they go to a much more traditional turn-based style so it looks like you can like toggle the combat styles in that game and that's fucking crazy yeah, yeah I, I don't like remember the what they called them but they, they detailed it yeah there's like two different types of combat styles you can set i don't i don't oh. know if there's any limitation or restriction on like how the toggle works but somehow you can toggle between the two that, that's two that's styles. crazy because like i wondered like how if that fucks up the balancing at all because you're talking about like like almost borderline real-time like battle and uh turn based on so i wonder if you'd, you'd have to consider both like if you're going to do that for the whole game you have to consider like kind of how people play these and how to balance stats around that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh. think like it makes me wonder like what the real difference is because like if you're in the open and you're fighting, does that mean other monsters can interfere? As opposed to like if you do change it so that you can go into like a sort of a um, an instance battle of sorts where like you're sectioned off from everything else around you. How do you like what happens when you escape from battle and all? It just there's all these transitions that are interrupting it. Yeah, the, the I kind of would stick to the open if that was the case, right? I, I would definitely stick with the turn based on the. Uh, style because that's just that's me with Dragon Quest. When I think yeah. of Dragon Quest, I associate Dragon Quest turn based like that. So, so the, I, sorry, I, I'm just I'm just thinking like the, the PS4 version like looks really amazing with like the actual effects on like the the skills. Yes, the, just like the way they're the uh, shadows, casting, like, the shadow that he created. Oh man, it looks pretty cool. cool. Yeah, oh yeah. I think that the is one a, thing. I'm sorry. There's a lot of personality in that game from the get-go. Like you just see it Im- immediately. That, that's the most striking thing about it. It's like when you, when you think about, you know, why do people keep coming back to Dragon Quest? Because you know, Dragon Quest is a very tried and true series. Like they don't really do anything new, like conceptually. Like like you know, yeah. you're always like trying to like save the world. But when you actually go into it, it's just built with a lot of like personality, creativity. It's like it's very. Like it's it's very endearing in almost every aspect. Absolutely, and I, think, I know I know uh, some people are mixed on it, but I love Toriyama's art style. Me like, too. Me too. It's just, it's it's so distinctive and it's, it's nostalgic. It's, 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 yeah, it's unique. <laughs> uh, it just I, I I don't like Toriyama's art style like for everything, but for yeah, Dragon Quest most definitely. It's mm-hmm. yeah, the the characters and like I think that's what a lot of people are interested in Dragon Quest Ten because they're obviously exclusive characters there that they like to meet that are a lot of they can really go off of the art. I don't know about you guys, though. When I saw the 3DS version, all I could think about is that I'd be kind of distracted looking down at the 2D version all the time and not, like, paying attention to, like, the emotional so, so cutscenes. The, <laughs> so. the neat thing about the 3DS version is you can actually go to a place. They demoed this in the, in the thing. You can actually go to, like, a place in that game and, like, completely turn the game either 3D or 2D, like, exclusively. 
I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think when when they originally announced it, like they said, like in a prologue, you would be able to like switch them at will. Yes. But then they implied you'd have to pick one and stick with one eventually. Is that no longer the case? It's it's actually both. Like you like I don't know if like I think you can switch it like on the fly as long as you go to that place. It's not like real time. Like it's like a toggle option. Like you have to go to like a certain place in the game. Because you can, the 3DS is very weird because you can have a 3D, 2D, like hybrid combined way of like viewing it, like how they usually been showing it the current one. But then they actually go into like a place there and it completely switches the game either fully 3D or fully 2D. Oh, okay. So it's like whatever your option was, then it becomes permanent. It it, it literally becomes like however you want to view the game. And that's fucking bizarre because how the fuck do you program for that? Yeah. The only way I can benefit from having both besides just the coolness aspect of it is that with the the 2D, it's like you've got a top-down view so you can find items that are off in the corner that the 3D version can't really show you or Mm -hmm. monsters coming from the distance. So that's like as a map feature, that would be pretty useful. But I I think it's cool that like uh, both versions have this weird dichotomy, right? Because PS4 version has like those two modes the combat that like are very different from each other and of course uh the 3ds version has like these two graphical modes i saw i heard sorry to cut you off there Mm -hmm. but one one person described it as like you get the game and its remake at the same time (laughs) yeah it's so cool it's it's like it's a fancy aspect that makes me wonder about the switch like is it gonna go full what if it's like on the ps4 like when you're playing on the dock it's the full 3d version like the ps4 version and then when you take it off the dock it's the 2d version oh that'd be fucking cool (laughs) that would be really fucking cool (laughs) holy shit that'd be I think that'd be hilarious. Um, I I think if like if if I were to get the game, I would do uh, PS4 version turn base, and then the 3DS version, I would do full 2D. I think that's my. uh, I think that would be cool because like honestly, I'd be sort of a little bit let down if I was playing the 3D just the chipified version of the 3D model. So it's like oh, I could I could experience it much more in its original grandeur if I played on the PS4, but like on the mobile, I want to experience it like. Because uh, it's the limitations of the hardware, right? So, like, I want to play the 2D version that basically takes this art style and does as much as it can with what it can manage on the 3DS. So, I think I'm totally with you on that. So, and, and the funny how, other how, thing how was you, that. I'm sorry. I, I, my bad. I, I was just going to ask Adam, like, if you were to get the game, like, either which version and which style of gameplay would you go for? Oh, man. Um,. <laughs> I'd probably get the PS4 version first and then try the 2D, 3DS version. Yeah, I think that's anything it, like you'd want to play it, yeah, sometime. It's just that, you know, it's the type of thing where they're so different that you can't, like, I would be curious to see how each of them works. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going all out for this game. It's it's still like the development of this game and the whole, their whole approach to it is so mind-boggling still to this day that it's like, man, you guys are fucking crazy, but this is one of the coolest things you've done in a few years i think it's it's kind of funny because like uh what was it the director of the game said that in japan anyway at the very least he wanted it to he wanted dragon quest 11 to outsell uh final fantasy 15 and pokemon sun and moon combined <laughs> like that, that was his luck. aspirations that's, that's, which i think tough. like didn't pokemon sun and moon send like you know six or eight or ten million copies and 15 so yeah. at least like four or five so that was yeah so you're, gonna like, you're gonna need like at least call like, of duty like, numbers 16, million. <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck all right, <laughs> but I, I I do wonder about like what's the plan for localization on this game. Me too. Because I, I really, like it's I'm happening. thinking about yeah. I'm thinking about Square Enix like localized, uh, you know, games. They obviously ha- had Nier just recently, a couple Kingdom Hearts. They have Dragon Quest Heroes, but we're like, what else does Square Enix like have this year? Other than, like they have the Final Fantasy XII remaster. 
Like, I, like I'm trying to think like episode one. Storm Blood. <laughs> Storm Blood. Um, yep. so I guess they have a few things. So I kind of feel like it's possible that Dragon Quest could be a big title for them. I, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that like they somehow squeeze this into like November or December uh, this year. But it, but if anything, I I think the most realistic expectation is like january or february yeah, next year i think i think a q1 like before the fiscal yeah. events release uh like a near like a near release window yeah it'd be it seems about right but it'd be crazy if they somehow got it out this year that'd be yeah. completely insane yeah i can't think of anything else square enix would really like surprise announce maybe like the new tokyo rpg factory game but that would just be for japan so Nothing else really i guess we'll see at e3 yeah like at e3 the only thing they have at that point is what Stormblood, and that's it did they? I could. I. I don't know if I'm just dreaming this up, but I could have thought. I could have sworn that they said they would have something going on at E3. But maybe I'm just dreaming. I, that I up. mean, yeah. I mean, like, just uh, of course, there's gonna be a lot of surprises from them. But I wonder, like, what they'll have because at that point, like, the only thing known at this point from Square Enix to bring to E3 is Stormblood. Well, Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> there's the Final Fantasy twelve remaster. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, Wait, was that's that in that. May? Huh? Or. When was oh that's July okay yeah yeah July and then uh, yeah the you know who knows maybe the seven remake episode one might be a thing by that time (laughs) Kingdom Hearts three you know no okay Kingdom Hearts three is twenty eighteen so we know go down at the at the end of the Sony conference like and FF seven remake episode one is out now now. (laughs) oh we just kind of we just totally ruined our our profits from this (laughs) because like at the very last minute we're gonna release it. On a Monday, and there goes, there goes <laughs> it, it's on fire. And everyone, no one everyone's at school right this. now, so they can't buy it. This sucks, and everyone's going to start the week off and can't play it. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, that would be cool. But honestly, like, I, I'm just very anxious about that game. To be honest, like seven remake, but they've they definitely got other things they can do. And you know, they've also got like other games they could localize, like the Joker, uh, Dragon Quest Joker game that never got brought over. The third one that could I think be that's brought... not. Wait, have they done the other Joker games? Yeah, here? the first one okay. at the very least. I don't know about the second one, but the first yeah, one. I don't know. I, I think the Dragon Quest spinoff localization history is a little bit spotty. What if they announced Dragon Quest Builders two? <laughs> that's I would think that would be a really cool announcement. That'd be that'd be yeah that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, I I would be behind that as long as they kind of give me the quality of life changes that it desperately needs. I think it'd be I'd be all right with that. I mean, they did say that uh, heroes and builders soften the ground for the release of Dragon Quest Eleven. So they pretty much confirmed, like in an Edge interview earlier this year, that it Eleven is coming over. Uh, but I yeah, mean, hopefully it's yeah, I, I don't think it's a matter of when, uh, if, if it'll come when, over. Yeah. It's when, yeah, because yeah. yeah. they obviously want to make it still as much as popular as much as I mean, as much as possible. Before Dragon Quest Seven and Eight on 3DS were released, like there might have been a little bit of a question mark. Maybe, like, but even then, it'd be a brand new game versus a remaster thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But now that you know, I guess even if it, even if Nintendo had to help get those over, and with Dragon Quest Builders and Dragon Quest Heroes, I'm pretty it's safe to say the Dragon Quest, you know, franchise looking a little bit livelier in the West these days. Absolutely. We're good. So let, yeah, let's move on to the rest of the news that we've got. So the other big piece of news from the past week is that Exit uh, came out and mentioned that Trails in the Sky the Third, the game that we've been hotly anticipating. It's finally got a release date. It's going to be out in a few weeks on May third, um, and that's a PC only game to be to to people that don't aren't aware of that. So it's not coming to Vita or PSP, which of course it wasn't. Uh, so that's going to be on there. Aside from that, they also announced that uh, Cold Steel One is going to come to the PC this summer with Cold Steel Two coming up later. And this got a cool thing attached to that. Uh, Josh, you know more about this than I do, though. Yeah, the the Cold Steel One PC port is uh, they're going to have like a 
up to like five thousand new voice English voice dialogue in that game because yes. there's a there's a, there's a lot of like awkward spots in that game. Oh uh, yeah, where, where <laughs> so Reen, annoying. The, the, in the middle of an emotional moment, he starts talking, then he stops talking in the middle of it. I'm like, what? Yeah, the, just like a, the like the the original localization effort for Cold Steel One was one to one with the Japanese version. So this happened in the Japanese version too, uh, where Reen would like talk with a voice, and then like at the very next moment, just randomly. Uh, would not have his voice. Everyone like, would be like, talking that... about him. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it was a weird design decision, like trying to like self insert you, have, like self inserting like yourself into him. And <laughs> no, because uh, you're a voice yeah. actor. <laughs> so they're so they're they're trying. is trying to make amends by that by you know the PC version because it's coming out you know quite uh, a few years after the console release by having more English voice dialogue. There's still no mm-hmm. dual audio because they still have that you know uh, contract agreement with Falcom. Uh, you know, the, it's a it's a very weird, complicated situation they have there, um, but that's cool because you know the the English uh, voiceover for uh, Cold Steel is pretty pretty awesome for the most part. I, yeah. I really like it. It's awesome. It's great. I, that's I mean the fact that you were only able to play it. I thought it did a great. They did a great job. All the voice actors I thought were really well casted. So yeah, so I think that's cool. They had the, they showed a a little comparison video like uh, of the PC version. It looks uh, much sharper. Uh, you see, you know, obviously the clothing uh, detail. And that is much more refined, like you know, texture filters and whatnot doing work. So that that's cool. Uh, I actually wanna. I'm interested to like uh, get back into Cold Steel, uh, the PC version, and see how those uh, perform. I think it's gonna be 30 FPS only, but I don't actually know. Um, I, I imagine it will be, but I have no idea. But I think it's a nice surprise. I didn't think those that actually would get PC ports at all. Makes me think I might play the Cold Steel too, because I didn't. I only played. I reviewed the first game, but only played about five or six hours of mm-hmm. stu- of two, and so this mm-hmm. might be a perfect way. Yeah, Adam, 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 you've been waiting to kind of jump into it. Well, I pl- so I'm I'm kind of behind on a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, I recently finally finished Trails in the Sky second chapter. Um, put to put it short, like I really really like the characters. I'm not so hot on the gameplay. Um. Or the even some of the story beats kind of annoyed me a bit, but I love the characters, so mm-hmm. I might go ahead and play the third. Make sure I get to that before I go, you know, try out the Cold Steels. I don't know if I'm going to get to it next like, month. But... Can- canonically, that makes sense, right? Because <laughs> you right. want to play get the story out of it, yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, I guess while I'm on the subject, they officially changed Zane's English name. Yeah, which is kind yeah. of an interesting thing because. Normally, when they have like a, a a translation like for a name like that, even if it's not like the the most direct translation, they usually stick with it. Um, if it's like a, a series, but they decided, you know what, we're going to change his name to Zin because that's more accurate. I think that's that, that's a smart move uh, for if they have any future plans of that because uh, weirdly enough, like change, that little change actually like does a whole lot more to the plot because. Like uh, his lineage is they kind of you know met with a lot of discrimination, so him having a more Americanized name over uh, Zin uh, wouldn't make sense in like you know in the context of things. So I think that's a that's a smart way to like just get that out of the way now, and yeah. you know you don't have to have that lingering over you. For I mean, any you have ma- I mean, it, it does make sense. Like you have names like Estelle and Joshua, um, which are you know pretty more normal names or not normal, but like, mm-hmm. they have a certain. You know, Joshua is pretty common. It's it's it still is not common, but yeah, not as common as Joshua, but it's still way more like yeah. It's Zen more... is like pretty, is more exotic. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's it makes sense it, for yeah. that character. He he is from from a faraway place. He's they, not native to. Like, I, know, I know. Actually, had a localization blog thing on this where his country, the Calvard Republic, is like 
um, kind of they haven't ever showed it, at least not in the Sky series, but it's it's said to be a little bit. It, it seems to have more of a little bit of an Eastern influence. Yeah, it's more like or at least influence. a little bit more of a mixed, you know, culture type thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think there's a there's a smart change, just you know, kind of covering your asses uh, yeah, in the long and, run. So, and aside from that, they also uh, Falcom had a big reveal this past week, also where they showed off some new uh, exclusive Trails of Cold Steel three characters. Um, and so a lot of it has to do with like uh, students of uh, was it the Thor's military academy and yeah uh, the, Thor's two the railway military police and all that yeah uh, Cold Steel three is shaping up to be wild like some cool the, the, ass characters I love the, 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 the new the, the new characters' names uh, this one's weird because uh, it's her name is Musu uh, but the the romanization is like M U S S E but but I, it's not definitely not musty or anything <laughs> it, it's I, I'd say Muse just to be on the safe side. Uh, Muse Egret and um, Ash Carbide. Muse uses like a fucking rifle, like an orbital rifle, like sniper rifle almost. Uh, it's very, it's like a long rifle, almost like a musket. And Ash uses like a variable axe, so it's kind of like a, it's a like a long... pole axe only. It yeah, but it can like switch into like a full on axe. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fucking wild. <laughs> and they also uh, uh, announced that uh, Aurelia from uh, who was teased back in Cold Steel too. Uh, is finally, you know, getting a little bit more of the spotlight in Cold Steel 3. And uh, Mikhail, which uh, I don't know exactly. Um, he's not a new character, I think. I think he's actually from the third, but I can't... I don't know for sure where. They just mentioned it, it, a little tidbit. That, I guess that's one cool thing with these kind of continuous stories like this, is like he's just an NPC or something in this other game, I guess, from the third. And at the time, he might not seem like he's that important. I don't know. But apparently he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. The the it, it just feeds more to that you know Falcom world building in these games. They're just yeah. insane. It's like what you think is like you know what uh, whatever character maybe a unique sprite in one game like turns out to be a bigger deal like two to three games in like another arc. It's like what? <laughs> Who the yeah. fuck are you? But it's 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 good stuff. Um, so you know Cold Steel three info still rolling in. Um, and don't, I'm hoping to see like you know a trailer soon. See, I really want to see this game in motion. I really want to see. You know how the battle system has changed. What these, how this like game has really benefited from just being a PS4 exclusive now. It's crazy because yeah, I mean, it looked like all of the combat changed. I thought like the text boxes would change as well, but you can see in one of the pictures for like Toa that it's still got like that weird like outline box, like it's kind of a, a darker shade. So uh, yeah, I I guess you should mention that Toa. Yeah, Toa's from, also uh, in, the Gold Steel games is is back in it as well. I know there's a lot of Toa fans out there. Oh yeah. So. She's, she is a pretty awesome character. That's she just has her little fucking Captain Cap. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I said, the art in these games are just second to none. That's that's one of the most appealing things about these games, just the character arts and the models themselves. So, yeah, I think that honestly, it's even if you haven't played the Trails in the Sky games, Cold Steel's those games are so damn good. So I think that anyone who's interested in those games should really try it out on, on PC. Uh, did they give any idea of the price point for the Cold Steel? Was it thirty bucks or something like that? Or um, I don't think they said anything. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think they said they. They only said that the price point for the third was thirty bucks on at release. But they don't have like a like a, some sort of ten percent discount on the first week. They did say that, and it makes sense. It's like the third game in a trilogy, so it's kind of an yeah. awkward onboard experience. <laughs> I, I still, I still think that the third like uh, is like the best like trails game to me. Yeah, personally. and um, 
I, I I know two other people who I'm pretty good friends with who are big Kaseki fans. You know, they were fans before it was really even localized. And they both say the third is their favorite, too. So it's yeah. like I'm it's hearing that from a couple of different places. <laughs> um, and like I, some of the some of the issues I take with the second chapter's story sounds like they'll be mitigated a little bit by the way the third is is structured yeah so I, i'm interested to see like uh how you what do you think of it when all is said and then because it's a very it's a very different game from the fat from the past two games it's uh it from all aspects to the characters involved and how it actually like you know expands that's that universe in a very meaningful way it, it, it's a very unconventional rpg to say the least I'm ex- I, I need to get back into it because i've only played the first game and i made it made up my mind to replay it i just haven't gotten around to it i mm-hmm. own those games so I want to be able to catch up with you guys and talk about it like normally because I haven't been able to just with the Cold Steel 1 stuff. And that was like Game of the Year was like the only time I could really talk about it. So, right. um, oh, my fucking God, Game of the Year 2017. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of PC port news, though, uh, Idea Factory announced that Super Dimension Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls would be released on PC as well. Uh, I don't. They didn't really give a time frame. It's just in closed beta right now. So like, yeah, I'm just uh, it's giving there. I still think it's really weird that this uh, this news of that game came out after the Cyber Dimension PC news. Yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy thing. What a weird structure change. I know, and I, I'm actually I, I'm honestly like the only thing that really drew me to that game because I reviewed Super Dimension. It was really like the the. Uh, multiplayer mode where you can do co-op and that's what cyber dimension has as well it's like kind of the same multiplayer mode Wait, where you so can do like quests. Sega hard girls has more co-op really uh online co-op yep uh it's oh, it's, okay. it's like it's it's not so much like story co-op it's just that you can do a bunch of missions with your friends online up to four players and that's that was actually a pretty good experience because it has a lot of exclusive missions uh, on that mode you can really did experience it, it. did it make a tag mention have that as well hmm yeah. Are you getting the two mixed uh, up? I oh. could be. Actually, I thought Super Dimension had as well, but Megatech Mention, I, I probably am. Uh, Megatech Mention's not out yet either on PC, I don't think. No, it, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, it must be yeah. a recent release. So, yeah, Megatech Mention. Um, yeah, I, I'm oh, sorry, you're right, because Tamsoft is doing, did Megatech Mention, they're also doing Super Dimension. So that's what I'm mixing up. My bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah but Mega- you, I don't blame you. These fucking games are. <laughs> oh. but they're, oh. they're, so they're using the, yeah, there's way too many of them. But uh, they're they're using the same multiplayer mode for Mega Dimension with Cyber Dimension. And I think that's a really okay. smart move because that was like the biggest appeal thing. The only problem is that with Megatech Mention, it's that very, 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 almost like maybe two or three people were play in the online mode so it was really hard to find a match because almost no one was playing um so hopefully that's better with that game uh but super dimension neptune i thought was a decent game uh that threw in a lot of weird gimmicks i think the coolest thing about it was the fact that since it was sega hard goals there's a lot of like really deep cuts uh, as far as references for sega games <laughs> like that was the uh, apparently the tv show which i need to go see the anime the sega Hard Girls. it's, it's uh, actually a really uh, fun little thing it's a really good thing because they do a lot of like old genesis and dreamcast and sega cd and all this stuff like those that's types awesome. of references yeah like you know they got a lot of Alter beast and stuff like that that people can get, like, <laughs> i heard is really good and the game itself has a lot of references too um, also, uh, Ghostlight announced the next PC port, which is Omega Quintet uh, coming to PC. PS4's first RPG. Yes, I, we talked about that, right? Like that was <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's weird because we do that dichotomy. It's like the first RPG for 
360 or around there the first jrpg was like enchanted arms and then um it was like the first ps4 one usually don't have a great track record for that um mega quintet i i mentioned before in my review and all that stuff where it's like it's cool that they have this weird like you can make your own concerts because it's all about idols and so you can make your own concert and the choreography and all this stuff and it's got like these huge maps but they're barren for the most part like there's very little there's these big maps but like you're doing a lot of running in open spaces with just a couple monsters so this really doesn't serve a purpose as opposed to like uh atelier ferris which is more um does a lot more with its environment and took it in two does as well mega quintet just wanted to do a lot with the ps4 which i thought was cool the fact that it was a ps4 exclusive game as well like at the time it wasn't a yeah, ps3 that was a, that was a very much of a novelty yeah it's like, wow, absolutely okay. it's it's weird because like you think about like the what the developers can do with it's like a ps4 exclusive like you had nissan uh, and doing disguise 5 as ps4 exclusive and you saw like a huge amount of content and all this stuff being poured in but it's a 2d game so they had a lot yeah. more ability Mega quintet it's like it's got the visual novel look during the cutscenes, but then during the actual run around, it's like it's like uh, this is not so great. I wonder if they're gonna I, do anything I, with the PC version though. But Ghost Light, yeah, I, I really wonder because they didn't make a quintet how like make use of like the PlayStation camera and um, move did. like the cuts. Like, uh, yeah. Oh man, they sure did. <laughs> you want to use your webcam for this game? Uh, eh, do you, no? you remember like the videos they put out for that thing too? I like, think the Japanese only yeah, yeah, videos like, was very that. creepy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and they showed was... them like doing concerts. Oh. There you go. <laughs> God damn it. I totally forgot about those videos until I remember because it was like you were supposed to like be part of like the I think it was like you, you were supposed to be like actually it was I think it was like the American side uh, did it too where uh, or it was just from the American side where um, they were supposed to pretend like they were actually part of the concert so he had his like glow sticks up and he's doing oh the little oh, dancing yeah. to it. Oh, it's like oh, uh, I felt embarrassed for that guy. But uh. Then again, that, that guy, that guy who who runs it, he's like he's the guy that's like super jacked, like he's like these huge muscles on him. So <laughs> I, I think anyone who makes fun of him probably gets ass handed him. But I thought that was just a hilarious thing. Um, but yeah, Ghost Light is mostly done like straight ports, but they usually work with like X Seed. So, um, but they've been doing some uh, Idea Factory lately with like Mugen Souls and stuff like that. So they're, they're also bringing over Adam's favorite game, Lost Dimension. Yes, that's right. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. So um, moving into Don't get too excited, Adam. Yeah. You... <laughs> Lost Dimension is garbage. <laughs> If you get it was garbage, why'd you give it five out of ten? <laughs> you should have got like two out of ten. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it could function on the console without melting it, so it gets a few points. Oh my god! So another cool, 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 awesome piece of news that came out was that. So not only did Square Enix announce that, and this is something we should have mentioned earlier, but Square Enix announced uh, Romancing Saga three, which I think we did talked about before in our previous podcast. Uh, but they also said, uh, and this was in response to uh, someone's uh, tweet uh, that they <laughs> asked about the uh, what the um, the chances are that Romancing Saga three would come to the West. So in that response, and this was actually from the creator of the Shining, uh, from the uh, excuse me, the Saga series, the creator of the Saga Kawazu. series, Kawazu, uh, he said that not only is that uh, do they have plans to release Romancing Saga three in the West, but they also want to do it after they bring Romancing Saga two on the Vita version uh, to the West as well. So like they want to do that, but they want to focus on this first. So I think it's awesome that they're still dedicated to doing that because obviously there's a lot of people who would love to play it, um, but want to wait for that particular version. 
makes me wonder about the the status of like Adventures of Mana. But um, that's I think it's awesome that we're going to be able to get that because we were talking about before. Yeah, we did talk about it before that Romantic Saga 2 uh, sold like garbage on the mobile version. As awesome as it was and how great it really um, uh, transitioned to that. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, I think this is the, the, keeping the dream alive. Yeah, yeah I personally, yeah. I personally don't have much issue playing on a phone, but like, yeah. I probably prefer Vita if I had if I had to make a choice. Um, it's an old so, game, so it doesn't. It's not. It's not really hurt by it. If it's like a new yeah. game, that's when it's like I don't know if it really works. So, so but yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten around to playing the Romantic Saga games yet, but I played a lot of Saga likes and. Uh, you did really play this. You played the first one, right? Like you talked about it before, the first saga game. I played the first three saga games, the yeah. Final Fantasy Legends. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not the Romancing mm. Saga. But but I haven't played. I haven't played Romancing Saga or Saga Frontier. Um, oh, you really should play at least Saga Frontier one. Two was like yeah. got like a mixed reaction because they tried to do something with like two characters with different uh, styles and backgrounds and stuff like that. But Romancing uh, Saga Frontier one was a pretty awesome game. Unlimited Hard. Saga on PS2. Oh, fuck that game. <laughs> I'm going to be a boss and take 10 turns before you can take your one. Is that cool? Okay. At least it had a great soundtrack, though. That was Good like, game. It, was, it had a great... I think Unlimited Saga had probably the best soundtrack of the series, but... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the really good. fucking sucked. It was, supposed to be, it was supposed to be like a tabletop game, too, Unlimited Saga. So it's, oh, is it? It was all over the freaking place. Fuck. It was very poorly implemented, but... I wonder about this, the future of that series. The fact that they're localizing these old, old games that were never... Because none of the romances... Were... Ne- yeah, 2 and 3 were never brought up to the West. So that's cool that they can do that. Absolutely. This is the perfect... Somehow, one. yeah, they were able to do that. And, and it, 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 it brings a little bit of hope for things like... Um, second and setsu three. Oh my gosh i hope they bring that collection over because that means the hope for the a future entry in that series even if the art artist uh of that series died a few years ago i would still yeah. love to see them bring a new one over here yeah. I, I i i don't i forget his name he's got like a nifty pen name but i like the new art they use for that like it's yeah it's different yeah. but it's mm-hmm. you know i think it, it fits, fits and it's unique yeah so i like it the box art for the Switch version, it looks incredible. Second to Center mm-hmm. Collection, that looks really cool. I, I really want a poster of that. To be yeah, honest. absolutely. Like, I, I keep going on eBay and hoping to find like a giant poster of the original Secret of Mana, the, the Mana Tree and all that, with the oh, characters yeah, on yeah. That would be pretty cool to have. But like that next to the Second to Center Collection poster would be Ooh. pretty cool to see. Did you Speaking of which, did you see that Nier Automata concert uh, merchandise? Yeah. With the yes, uh, 2B with the violin. <laughs> so I really want a poster of that. It's like 10 oh, bucks. That looks gorgeous. But it's going to sell out so quickly. <laughs> you yeah. know that, right? Yeah. And it'll go up and I'll be like, oh, it's up. And then it's like, oh, Two you seconds heard, later, you... Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you don't have the Japanese internet connection that's like leaps and bounds above the American. No, I'll, I'll get there. And then like, I'm like, oh, man, I secured my copy. It's like, oh, we're not shipping internationally. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's like the last second. Oh, we changed our mind. Oh, we ran out of stocks. Surprise. Because we prioritize them our side yeah so just keep looking on amazon japan for any sort of like random listing from a third-party seller we'll see what happens yeah there's gonna be by the way there's gonna be like a near automata stream like a like a like two days out like yeah from now from when we're recording so who like to celebrate their uh, one million shipments so who knows what the hell's gonna be there 
the near automata pc announcement <laughs> no not the, that's no. already out yeah it's already yeah. out they're gonna re-announce it uh steam workshop support no uh oh my god <laughs> i would actually i'd be super happy if they did announce like a near remastered that would be Ooh. i think that would be perfect for that at least like a straight pc release because screen X doesn't do that great on pc ports but uh, I guess it depends on who they hires. They need to hire the people who do the Sega ports because they did Bayonetta, and apparently that's a oh, really yeah, good get, port. Yeah, some, so. someone get those. No, I think Platinum Games themselves did the Bayonetta PC yeah, port. They did, and uh, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Get 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 Platinum Games to get near on the original in the Euro PC. Let's get them to do that as well. They need money because Scalebound's gone, so they need the money. So oh, deep cuts, yeah. deep cuts. Not even deep cut. It's just a. It's just shade. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, um, and then the next piece of news that we've got, we're wrapping things up here, but um, this was from a Koei Tecmo. This was sort of leaked, like they always do, from a uh, uh, I think it was European like a, was listing. It? Yeah, a European listing uh, that Musu All Stars, which will be localized as Warriors All Stars, will be coming to PlayStation Four and PC in America on August 29th, and then in, in America, and then on September 1st in Europe. Now, the great thing about this game is that not only is it just a Dynasty Warriors game, because, you know, that's that's cool enough. Uh, in, my, in my eyes, I think that series is great. Um, yeah, but I like also the Dynasty games. Exactly, yeah. The, cool, the best thing about that is the characters in it, because not only do you have, like, um, a t- uh, what was it? Um, what's her name? F- uh, Sophie? Sophie, yes, sorry. Yes, Sophie from Atelier Sophie. She's in it, but also Apuna, which is great. Yeah. And it's got William from Neo. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah, you have like fucking obscure characters, like fucking the Kagedo or Deception characters yes, in there the as well. Like, like, and they kind of like, uh, in, like implementing characters like are in there. <laughs> those movesets into there. That's fucking, it, it's a weird mix of characters in there. And even some that like, you know, some IPs that I don't even know that were never localized. But I like I, I was always thinking it was like this is a dicey thing. Like, are, are they actually going to like localize this? Because there's a lot of like oh, there's a hand, good handful of characters here that I don't think they ever localized like their games to the West. Like, especially the like I think Rio was like their pachinko mascot is that's, in that game. Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah, that's right. That he's in it. Um, it's just like a Project Cross some kind of thing. Like a bunch of licenses you don't really fully yeah. recognize unless you know them. Um, but besides that, like. I think that wasn't the stories about like cat people. <laughs> so yeah. it's like the, the people that have like, I don't know if they, they're like a race of cat people. And so you've got like no a, 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 a boar and a girl and then the evil guy, they're all cats. And so like, it, it's, it looks it's like weird. a lot of fun. I, I think yeah. it's cool. I, it and I looks think that's, intense and fun. And opuna has got like a giant ball and like, yeah. anyone who's not played Opuna needs to play Opuna Cause it's one of the best games that no one really knows about. It was a Wii <laughs> game. And mm-hmm. that's that totally deserves more attention than it, it got. But for sure, that was in English, by the way. So you know, it's not just a Japanese-only game. <laughs> Apuno is not a foreign word. It's not a foreign kind word, of. okay? Um, but it's cool because he's like he's like a little hover. He's like on this little UFO thing. Anyway, it's an awesome game, uh, and yeah. that's supposed to be coming out end of August. So more games, more crazy Japanese, very Japanese games to be released. And finally, the last piece of news: something that uh, broke earlier today on the Sakura Khan panel mm-hmm. that Anaplex of America which I understand Anaplex because I think they if don't get me wrong they have the license to this series uh for the anime yeah. they announced Fate Grand Order is coming to the United States they didn't say any other territories just the United States this summer that's fucking insane ready to take over the continent 
Because um, if, if I'm not mistaken, right now it's like number two on Google Play and number five on iOS. Yeah, uh, it continues to make bank for oh the Lightworks, the developers. Competing with Game of War in this, in this sense. It's going to compete with them. Um, so some quick pieces of news about that. They didn't really talk about much about it. They put out like an announcement trailer, but it's just mostly text. And the banner with the little like zooming shots that cheaply made mm-hmm. anyway uh they announced that it's gonna keep with the japanese voices which not surprised why would they do a huge dub Aniplex by themselves they just don't do that <laughs> uh they have their own like dubbing uh studio uh but like that's a huge amount of work i heard if i'm not yeah. mistaken uh before i get to the other part isn't it like more than like the Tsukihime? Like it's got like it's like more than most of their stuff in that series that like, combined. Yeah, the, the script for that's like not the whole script isn't voice, but like the actual like yeah. character like the script for that is like almost on par, if not more than the original like Fate Stay Night the visual novel, and that's already a lot of text. It's like it's like very dense and yes, packed. I, it's and, hard and, to play and, that game because there's so much text. <laughs> yeah, and, lo, and even reading that and is is even tough for like you know J- Japanese like you know re, like. You need to have like some sort of like advanced like you know level to like get everything because Natsu has a particular way of uh, kind of writing his stories. He's very, he's very you know he references a lot of like mythology, mythologies, a lot of like you know historical figures like both niche and well known, and kind of like makes allusions of like how they relate back to like clashing time periods. It's it's fucking insane, and the and this whole localization announcement is. Like it boggles my mind. I think I think it's like my biggest surprise for 2017 localization. It's like it's like Romance and Saga two was last year's, and now this is this is this year's because like they did make it make it a point though that um and this is something that I, I guess bummed a lot of people out. It's not that they're going to patch the Japanese version, which you know I don't know how people would expect that because they said what can't you do like, like Grand Blue? It's like, Grand Blue it's like Fantasy, yeah, yeah. Because with Grand Blue, it's like well, if you want to play on a mobile, you have to download an APK file and or from the Kua uh, app or whatever it yeah. is, or play it on your Chrome. It's like that wasn't really going to happen because the the US dollar is. Uh, is, is worth more than the Japanese yen, so they can make a lot more money in America just by doing that. So I think that it just makes more sense. I don't envy the people in Anaplex or whoever they've got doing this translation. Yeah, as you said, that's that's a shitload of that's, work. But because so of the, sorry, just, just to be clear, like this, so this is not going to go to the Grand Blue side. It's actually like a, its own separate application going to go up on official iOS and North American iOS and North American Google Play stores so not even just north like... america it's just the united states so i wonder about like canada and, and mexico about the service oh, yeah. and stuff like that yeah, you're right they but they did say yeah so because of that you can't transfer your account from japan to the american store you can you have to start a whole new account um which is a bummer i totally get that i think ever since we talked about it before earlier today and i know that you know we got really into it but i mm-hmm. totally see it from your point i do think it's it's it's, it's going to be really difficult for them to sell it uh yeah i totally i after a while i thought about like yeah that's that's going to be really difficult for them to sell the only thing i could think about is like you know people who want to experience that story firsthand without watching a video like experiencing yeah. that way and you know maybe they'll play both versions it's kind of going to be a really hard sell because yeah, as you said there's I, I like think... thousands of dollars spent in one game yeah <laughs> so. i mean obviously the people who've already spent uh that into that like like because it, this came out like two years ago in in Japan, so yeah. people who were already into that like even a year you and a half. You did a hands on impressions in August. I, yeah, I, did. I didn't realize it was August of 2015 when you did that yep. piece. You've been here for a yeah. bit. Um, uh, so yeah, and that that was maybe like a month maybe after it first came out, and yeah, you know the, the launch version that was kind of. Oof. So I mean, there, there's still a lot of like you know unclear details of like how well they're gonna uh, keep parity 
uh, on the U.S.'s launch version so compared they, to the so, Japanese one. So they did say, though, that um, they plan on having all the seasonal events that the Japanese version has. And they did say, like, they mentioned, because they had the director and I think the artist was there at the panel itself. They invited them in, the creative director and, and uh, I think the artist. And they said that, you know, we've got the Heavens chapter coming up and so look forward to that. And that was at the panel itself. So I wonder if that they're trying to quickly by the time it goes up on the stores to be at parody with the Japanese yeah version. I, I think it'll be very impressive it is like if all the story chapters are in there that's um, a lot of the, work <laughs> that is yeah that's a lot that's I a shit little work. i would not want to the, be the translators <laughs> yeah because like on top of like you know obviously each and every single chapter in that game is already dense with dialogue you also have like the event ones that each some of these events actually have like full-on maps for their own plot as well like sometimes a lot of text in them it's like super robot wars levels of like china yeah yeah no no kidding and just but you know uh i think just i'm interested to see how this pans out how this this is just almost a miracle just in and of itself it's a miracle, and I, I'm I'm glad that they're willing to do that kind of work. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they can see the dollar signs from putting as much work into I, it. I mean, yeah, if they, if they do this right, it'll they'll, they'll be very successful. I mean, the Lightworks, uh, I'm sure I know the Lightworks wasn't expecting you know Fate Grand Order to be this successful, and now, now you definitely see that like the reason it got a localization because the Lightworks wasn't expecting it to like blow up the way it did. It is far beyond expectations it's, for sure. I think it's like, I think they had an article not too long ago that um, for Sony because apparently they handle the version in Japan Sony does helps on it anyway <laughs> that it's been one of their biggest profit makers as a company <laughs> so that really goes to show uh, and it's I mean, just like the, you know with the side games and Grand Blue Fantasy like that's their game you know that kind of yeah. goes to show the market um, and it's and it's uh, you know I'm sure there's like a ton of uh, American players on the on the yeah, Japanese I mean, all, all, all it really so. takes is like is like one like mega success like Grand Blue and Fate Grand Order to like really fund like whatever the hell you want to do like in side game situation like they didn't really know what they want to do so they have these weird creative ventures that i mentioned like you know a few podcasts ago so like just them just them being able to expand that that audience like there's there's a big 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 opportunity here because you know when you think about like successful like gotcha mobile games in the west there's not that many i mean there's fire emblem heroes and the you Kingdom Hearts games, kind of, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, really, kind of, Record Keeper, kind of, yeah. but not, but really. nothing like, not like a mega, no. mega, mega success like Ramblue and Fate Grand Order. Not the not the Japanese side for sure. Like, yeah. there's not really much you can really compare yeah. it to. Um, Fire Emblem Heroes is probably the closest. Yeah, and even that, like it, it was, but that that's kind of followed off the charts, and now like Pokemon Go, like <laughs> Pokemon Go swept it for a bit, but then you know that didn't have the legs either. But you know, like Ramblue and Fate Grand Order, like you know. Again and again, they both of them released like two years ago. Uh, just continue to be mega successful, continue to be in the conversation, and you start like a ton shitload of fans talking about it every single day. I will, I will give the Farm Boom Heroes games credit because recently, uh, I think that they they updated it so that they raised the stamina cap to ninety nine points uh, from fifty from fifty to ninety nine. We already Good. talked about that problem with the content, but also you could actually now um, position your troops before you begin a battle. So, like, I don't know why that was even there. Yeah, that, that, was, like, that should have been game. there a long time ago. Fuck, but, <laughs> that's fucked up. But yeah, that's 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 something that they added. So they're thinking about it, but like, 
it's DNA. Like, what the hell, guys? Like, Record yeah. Keeper did a, was a brilliant, brilliant game that really like set the standard for how you should treat those types of games. Yeah, you, you would, like a Record Keeper like struggled <sighs> for like a, a bit, like a, like a, a good few months. But like, you would think that like with lessons learned, that you know, but. I'm not working on these. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that, you know, the reason I mentioned about the script itself, like the stress, is because I follow a couple of guys at Axis Game, Games, excuse me, that are localizing Tokyo Xenadu. And they're, they they actually can't wait until they're done with Tokyo Xenadu because it's apparently like sucking the life out of them because <laughs> it's a shitload of work and it's very, very stressful and they're trying to meet deadlines. And it, there's just so much text to deal with uh it's it's apparently really stressing them out so you know all yeah, my love I mean, goes out to those guys cause that's... yeah I, I forget his name but yeah one of their localizers has kind of been you know honestly is you know <laughs> talking about it uh, yeah. as he works on it how much text there is <sighs> and you know part of it is i mean some of it's probably genuine but some of it is kind of like you know almost like Cartoon-y. almost praise of like falcom like geez falcom how much you know world building do you guys have to do type of thing so, yeah but yeah. then again you also got like the weird like japanese way of like typing things out and explaining things that don't need that much explaining yeah. so like that's that's the other problem but hey that's they you know, they, they got uh they got jessica chavez to help out on that too and she's kind yeah. of a an expert she basically did a lot of the work for trails in the sky one and two it's a good thing she's um, a contractor because so, that's yeah, they really absolutely. needed her help with that stuff so well yeah. let's because this podcast has been going on for a while it's like surprising <laughs> how much we were able to pull out of this uh this piece of news but you know a lot it's been of a couple weeks news. yeah and i don't really think we have anything coming up this week that we can really look forward to outside of that near automata stream I so know, but who knows that near automata thing might be like the biggest fucking thing ever yeah who knows maybe you know they're opening a, a near automata amusement park we'll talk about the star wars battlefront 2 stream next week it's <laughs> got a campaign it's awesome all right so let's wrap it up um so where you guys can find us you can find us as always at rpgsite.net you can also find us on twitter at rpgsite our handle and then on Facebook.com slash RPG Site Net, that continues to grow. On YouTube.com slash RPG Site Net, continue to get through Panzer Dragoon Saga and Valkyrie Chronicles 3. I just wrapped up Disc 3 of Panzer Dragoon Saga. That game is so fucking great. I'll keep saying that every week because it's so much <laughs> fun to play. Um, and I think, yeah, pe- more people are starting to recognize that game, so that's that's pretty cool. Also, on you can look for us up on iTunes. Just search for TetraCast. Um, I think it's just like TetraCast by Zach Reese because Alex put my name in there for some reason. Um, and also like on your favorite Android podcast apps. Leave us reviews, please, so we can get some more attention. Uh, even if you hated this podcast, please leave a review so we can get some attention. <laughs> um, and also on Discord, our permanent link, discord.me slash RPG site. Um, continues to grow a lot of great discussions in there finally like always we like to share our own twitter handles so josh where can they find you you can find me at hd kirin h-d-k-i-r-i-n you will find uh objective true lists of the best persona 5 so guys much. and gals on you there. got so much hate for that shit already like <laughs> what the fuck like oh you let the worst person i heard you you're not much of a was it uh what was your bottom list of the guys was it ryuji, I, ryuji and yuki or, i don't know yeah. people straight across the board don't seem to be big fans of ryuji so i'm not too surprised about that so, <laughs> i heard he's like like what the hell is this problem shooting futaba like that he, he, he like that he brings <laughs> i like the the, the things that the dynamic he brings to the story he's very much like you know like uh, represents like you know what a normal kid would actually would, <gasps> not a normal kid would, not a normie would, yeah would <laughs> 
react to all this, getting like you know the fame to his head, but you know it kind of makes him insufferable at many times. Oh, because he's looking at everyone else and just mocks like uh, mocks them for it, you know for yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Yusuke is just you know being his normal the best self, yeah. And Adam, where can they find you? I am at k i n g underscore s e d a. Keen Seda, thank you. And finally, I was gonna change that to like Doctor Seda because that would actually Ooh. mean something. Ooh. But all the handles are taken, so I'll stay as well. Oh, about no. Doctor Keen Seda. Maybe <laughs> a Doctor Seda Keen. PhD. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe Seda PhD, but that would yeah, maybe a little too on Doctor Seda. I mean, it's PhD. true. It's true. But... <laughs> you can anyway. just have a pic. You should. What you do is take your avatar. And put like a lab coat on them. <laughs> that's all. You, that's oh, actually yeah. all you got to do. Why, like, just be like the kids. Use a highlight and D, just make it white. <laughs> just do D zero K T zero R underscore Seda. There you go. Doctor. Oh, yeah. Fucking hard to find on Twitter. I'm sure if you did something like that. <laughs> all right, and like I mentioned last, you can find me at Zach Reese. So that's it. For this April 15th, 2017 edition of the TetraCast. Thank you, Josh and Adam, for joining me. And for everyone else, catch us next time for another edition of the TetraCast. Bye, everyone. Uh, all right, time for more Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs>